Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Mega Man Radio. I'm your host, Shannon Davis. Hey, it's a pleasure and honor to be on with you every night. For those of you that are new to our program, we broadcast uh, Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific, that is 8 p.m. for you East Coast folks. And then we do um, a second show, as the guests uh, confirm. We've launched uh, Mega Man Radio Channel 2 officially about uh, 10 days back, and um, some of you asked, how do you locate that channel? Very simple. What you can do is go to our uh, new website, OmegaManRadio.com, and I've uh, fixed the link so that now, if you go on the left side, you can click on um, Channels, and Channel 1 is the channel you're listening to now, which is 
Blog Talk Radio slash Mega Man Radio. Channel 2 is also on Blog Talk, but it's a separate channel, and it's Omega Man Radio with the number 2 after it. All you've got to do to be alerted to uh, upcoming shows is just sign up as uh, a follower of the program. Also, uh, add me as a friend. And what will happen is anytime we uh, go ahead and lock in a new program, you'll get an email reminder the day of. Uh, we also uh, put the links up to uh, each show up on uh, the Facebook page of Omega Man Radio. And you can go over there and uh, you can click on that, and that will take you right into the chat room of the specific show running uh, for the evening. And uh, you even have a, a button that you can hit play. So you can actually play a program in Facebook. These programs are live. Uh, we do not screen call, so you never know what you're going to get on Omega Man Radio. Sometimes we have demons like Abaddon pick up the phone and dial in. <laughs> We've had witches to dial in. And we have a lot of people that just want to get set free of tormenting spirits. And um, they get that because it's the Lord Jesus Christ that can set you and I free, folks. He can heal us of infirmities. Whatever our need is, uh, he can meet it according to his riches and glory. And he's got untold riches, folks. Inexhaustible. So he can meet every need that we need tonight. Well, I want to welcome uh, Pastor John Gogan on tonight. We're going to bring him on here shortly. He is pastor of agapebible.org. That's Agape Bible Fellowship, website agapebible.org. Email is pjservant at aol.com. You can reach him in his office at area code 716-655-5008. And um, one of the things I love about all the programs we do is taking phone calls, so we'll be taking your calls tonight. And uh, if you need prayer tonight, you want to get set free of a demonic spirit, number is 917-889-2745. The phone lines will be open for the duration of the show. And uh, if you're someone listening via MP3, because remember, after the shows are, are concluded each night, they go up into the uh, MP3 archives. You can download them. You can send them to friends. Some of you are putting them on YouTube channels. Uh, you have my thumbs up for that. Praise God. We appreciate the uh, word spreading about the program. You can also sign up on uh, iTunes. And we've got two channels now, Mega Man 1 and 2 over there. So just subscribe, and the content can be waiting for you on your iPod player. When you get ready to hit the gym in the morning, if that's what you do every morning at 6 a.m., as some of you do, uh, take some spiritual warfare to the gymnasium with you. <laughs> Better than techno music, right? Praise God. So I just wanted to give everyone a few updates on that just to uh, explain uh, the, the different um, ways that you can listen to the program live or in MP3. And all these links that I've mentioned are up on the uh, the website of MegamanRadio.com, including the link to the archives and, and so forth. Well, we're praising God. We're getting a lot of great testimonies. Uh, we're seeing uh, people set free. And what we're starting to do is uh, we're starting to take excerpts of deliverances and put them up online so... You can listen to them, you can share them with your friends, and you can show people the reality of spiritual warfare. That yes, demons do talk. Um, they have a lot to say, in fact. Sometimes we can learn some things. <laughs> how they got in, for example. We can find out uh, what the uh, the gateways are that they come in, how they trap men and women. Um, you also get to see people getting set free. The Lord Jesus Christ doing the work. And it's an, it's an exciting testimony 
to the reality of spiritual warfare and the fact that um, deliverance is the children's bread, and you and I as believers in Christ can get free of these foul spirits. We don't have to live with them anymore. We can boot them to the curb, send them packing. And uh, I praise God that uh, we have that opportunity. So many people don't believe in, in deliverance. They don't see it demonstrated in the churches. They've been told that a Christian can't have a demon. There's nothing further from the truth. Those are the only people that we cast demons out of, folks, because as you know, if you're not saved and you cast a demon out of someone, it's just going to go into dry places, come back with seven more worse than itself, and the end state of that person will be worse than the first. So we're not going to do that. That'd be an injustice. So who's getting deliverance? Christians are. They're the children, and deliverance is the children's bread. And it's so important people understand this. But, you know, I get to the point sometimes that I'm tired of arguing with people and trying to prove to them that they can have demons. Sooner or later, if they don't deal with the demons in their lives, they're going to be face-to-face with them. And you know what? Maybe they'll remember the seed that you planted, that uh, there is hope for them, and maybe they'll. it won't be too late and they'll call back in and or go to a, a deliverance workshop like uh, Pastor Gogan had this weekend. He'll be giving us an update on that in just a moment. And uh, they can get set free. In the meantime, there are 5.5 billion people in the world. Most of them are lost, don't know Christ, and many of them are being tormented. And they know that there's something inside them. They know that uh, demons are real. And, you know, so that's the great mission field right there. You know, we can stand in the gap for those that are dying, lead them to Christ, get them set free of demons in Jesus' name, and get them into the, the army. Someone wants to keep their demons? Be my guest. Not I, not me in my house. Are you kidding me? Heck no. I've seen too many people lose their families, people committing divorce, suicide, adultery, all because they had these demons that they would not confront and kick out of their lives before they got the best of them. So that's the admonition tonight. Chase the enemy out of your life. Don't wait for him to come for you. Send him packing. Anyway, let's get uh, Pastor Gogan on the line. Stand by. Pastor John, how are you, my friend? Brother Shannon, it's um it's a great evening and I am so uh so blessed to be on back Tuesday night with you and uh appreciate all those who are listening. And uh you've heard of uh, Brother Shannon, you've heard of Church of uh, the Church Mouse? Yes. Yeah, well that's me tonight because I'm kinda of squeaking. <laughs> You know, if you hear me, if you hear me squeak, and please don't don't laugh like that because it makes me laugh, and then I start really squeaking. <laughs> I told you, you, don't make me laugh. You tickle my funny bone, man. You know, hey, I love and appreciate you, <laughs> Pastor John. It is a, it's a pleasure to be on with you. And um, folks, you're listening to a man that is hoarse today because he laid his life down for others. He was in the uh, the pits, going head head with the enemy, truly wrestling with uh, spirits. Give us an update before we uh, start tonight, brother. Um, in fact, you know what? Let me back up. Let's start off in prayer. Let's do it right, and then I want you to give us an update on uh, what happened at the conference. Wonderful. Absolutely. You want to pray? You want me to pray? Go ahead, brother. I would be honored. Thank you, sir. Well, let's pull our faith, yours, mine, and everyone who's um, blogging in or listening in, I should say, and let's agree together. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your chesed, your loving kindness. Father, we would be sitting ducks dead in the water without your amazing grace 
And we thank you that you, through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, are working within us and through us. And we thank you that we don't even understand why you would use such cracked clay pots like we are. But we thank you that you do. We thank you that you love us and that uh, you gave us to Christ. And, uh, Father, remember the words of Jesus where he said, Anyone who comes to me, that the Father has given me given them to me. All that the Father gives me, I will in no wise cast out. And we thank you for that truth. We pray your blessings tonight. We break the chains of command in the heavenlies right now over every listener, over the uh, over uh, uh, Georgia, state of Georgia, Father, over where <clears throat> Brother Shannon literally is uh, in his building and where he's broadcasting from, we bind the spirits of voice and related that attack would attack our equipment, would attack anyone's uh, computer, so they could not listen. And not only now, but also down the road, anyone listening by way of archives, by way of YouTube, we bind and we forbid any and all demonic attacks and and and, uh, and threats and uh, any uh, kind of attack that they would put on our equipment. We also uh, just bind the strong man over the show tonight who's been assigned to attack it and destroy it, and we just loose myriads and myriads and myriads of angels. We put them on the employment line. We take them off of the unemployment line, and we just, uh, Father, want your angels to battle for us in the heavenlies, on the earth, under the earth, and within people. And, uh, Father, we thank you. We we uh, cut off all advice, control, power, and strength in the second heavens, in the first heavens, on the earth, under the earth. And, Father, we thank you. We praise you. Lord Jesus, We uh, you... Uh, as you sit at the right hand of the Father, you're our intercessor, you're our great high priest, you are our advocate, as First John 2 says. And we acknowledge that, and we thank you from the bottoms of our hearts. We are literally eternally grateful. We give you glory. Father, we praise you, and we pray that this will horrify Satan and his demons. In the almighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, we ask these things. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. You know, Pastor John, have you ever been on the phone with somebody, and maybe you had a prayer request, and you said to the brother or sister, you know, I have this uh, this issue, would um, would you would you keep me in prayer? And yes. then uh, many of us have maybe said, yeah, I'll keep you in prayer, we'll write it down. You know, folks, if, if someone has a prayer request, we should be instant in season. We shouldn't say, you know, I'll remember you in prayer, let me take this opportunity now and pray for you. And... Um, that really, that point was really driven home by my grandmother, <laughs> who uh, I was, uh, I had a chance to uh, talk to, and you know that's what she was used to. And uh, you know she was a uh, pastor's wife, missionary in Trinidad and Tobago, and you know everybody has a prayer request, but she was just used to people saying, "Yeah, Sister Weber, I'll keep you in prayer." So I said, "No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pray for you right now." And uh, I feel led to pray for you, brother, right now for your throat. I'm not going to remember you in prayer. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father God, I lift up Pastor Gogan's throat right now. We thank you for the awesome ministry that they had and testimony that he's going to be giving from Agape Bible Fellowship. And right now, I just loose the healing power of God into your throat. I bind any spirit of infirmity. I command it to loose your throat in Jesus' name. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ and all the Holy Spirit in your throat right now. Be healed in Jesus Christ's name. And I loose the spirits, ministering spirits of God into your throat right now. For full recovery, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Thank you, brother. Brother, give us a uh, praise report. Tell us what happened uh, this week with you in the workshops for people that uh, have never been to one. Tell us uh, what you all do there and um, give us a 
after action report. Yeah, you bet. It's um, obviously a time for those of like mind and like faith and those of new, uh, obviously, people coming in to uh, the truly full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you, we have, uh, you know, I always say, brother, that the Lord bests himself with every workshop he does here at Agape Bible Church. This is 18 years worth. And uh, we do three a year at, um, this is number 44. No, I'm sorry, number 54, and we'll be heading toward June, the weekend the 24th, which will be the uh, 55th workshop. So we're getting up there in numbers, and we are just so grateful to God, because there are times when I've literally, all of the entire churches, just crawled to the workshop because of the attacks and the bullets that are grazing over, or racing over our heads and grazing our helmets, and people just don't understand, uh, like us and Hegowish and others who have these, these workshops, how much uh, attack and how much we go through in terms of what I call demonic prelash, uh, just to have them for the sake of those who uh, don't have churches that they can glean from this ministry from. And uh, so we are just, uh, I stand amazed uh, with what the Lord does, because as I said, he always bests himself. And of course, there's not only times of tremendous fellowship, but also we have uh, usually, uh, you know, people who are in the full gospel, have been in it for years, preach the, the word, and uh, very practical messages, practical sermons. Uh, for instance, on Saturday, I uh, talked about uh, on the defensive and spirits of easily offended. And it had to do with people who seem to always be uh, ready to be offended very easily. And brother, we found that those who are in the full gospel ministry, unless you have a very thick hide, the enemy can often use... Uh, easily offended and and easily annoyed and impatience and other spirits to pull us out, to literally pull us out because we get hurt, our feelings get hurt very quickly, and someone says something or someone looks at us the wrong way, and they end up uh, they end up you know jumping ship sadly. So I wanted, to, as I was led by the spirit, to attack that on Saturday, and as I said, we had some really good messages. And in fact, Pastor Mobley, very gentleman who's on uh, who's on tomorrow who's on tomorrow night. Uh, Pastor James has been a friend of mine for a number of years, and uh, I really appreciate uh, the times that I've invited him out to speak and his uh, uh, gentle spirit and willingness to help. And him and his wife, lovely wife Corla. So uh, we have good speakers, and we have uh, you know the opening of the Word of God. You know, we do, we Brother Shannon, we try to do what Jesus did as best we can. And, of course, the first miracle reported in Mark 1 was what? Deliverance. Amen. In John, of course, it's uh, John 4, I believe, uh, or John 2, uh, 1 through 4, where, no, it's right at, I'm sorry, it's right at John 5, I believe, the uh, the wedding uh, at the Can- at Cana of Galilee and turning water into uh, sp- uh, spectacular uh, fresh wine, new wine. And uh, here in Mark 1, if you look closely, the first miracle recorded by Yeshua, or, or excuse me, recorded by Mark of Yeshua, is deliverance in church, in a synagogue. And of course, uh, the capsule verse near the end of the chapter in Mark 1 it says that he went throughout all Galilee, throughout all the county, so to speak, of that day, 
And he did two things. He went into the synagogues preaching, and he cast out demons. So we try to do the same thing. We know that the Word of God will expose the, the enemy and will, uh, as in this case, uh, as the Word exposes spirits of easily offended, easily hurt, easily annoyed and related, that, um, that once they're exposed and the person uh, has the Holy Spirit illuminate their minds and understandings, then it's a lot easier to attack them. And once they're, they're cleaned out of a person, out of our lives, then we can kind of develop that thick hide that the Lord Jesus had because he was despised and rejected of men, and he was able to handle it. And, uh, you know, as I brought up to the sheep, <clears throat> that here we're following a Jewish Messiah, the Son of God and God the Son, who was despised, that means uh, hated, and rejected of men. Why in the world are we going to want to be everybody thinking of us as nice and not going to do the same thing to us? They're going to. And that's why we have to uh, get rid of these spirits that uh, are involved in these areas so that we can respond the same way that Jesus did. Great book by Frank Hammond, Overcoming Rejection. We carry it in the book room and would love to send it to anybody who's listening. Just uh, email me at pjservant at com. And we can get it right out to you and would love to do so. But um, listen, Jesus handled it because he was stabilized in the Father's love. He knew his Heavenly Father loved him. And uh, we have to have that same understanding and that same stabilizing uh, in our lives. We have to be stabilized in that our Heavenly Father loves us and that his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, loves us, that the Holy Spirit who is implanted within us loves us. And when we have those kinds of uh, truth permeating our minds and hearts, we're better able to handle when people offend us and when they reject us. So uh, those are the kind of messages, Brother Shannon, we have. And then, of course, we have uh, three opportunities for deliverance. We have Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, and Sunday. So we have uh, great opportunities for prayer. And I'll tell you, we saw some powerful manifestations and, we, and, and most importantly, deliverances. And uh, it was so neat to see, to, uh, see. I think we had about uh, four or five, or five um, people from Omega Man Radio who heard us present. And uh, oh, it was God. Yeah. yeah, hallelujah. You know, the, the, the ministry is reaching out there. And uh, it was so uh, refreshing to see that these labors, brother, uh, especially your labor, six days a week, and uh, the labors of those of us who speak, that, hey, it's it's paying off, and we praise the Lord for that. Amen. You know, uh, one guy told me one time, John, he said, God keeps good accounting records. You don't have to worry. In fact, we may even forget something we've been uh, a part of in our life. Some of us have very long lives. How are you going to remember every detail from day to day? In fact, uh, <laughs> probably it's for the best. Uh, you know, we do a lot of deliverance. We come into contact with a lot of people hear a lot of their problems, and, uh, you know, God just erases it from my memory. I don't carry it around. Uh, I probably couldn't give you all the details of all the deliverances, you know, we've done in the last seven days. I praise God that I don't have to carry it around in my mind. They're getting set free. They're not carrying it around, and neither do I. But my point is, is you just never know uh, what impact you may have had until all the records are laid out in heaven one day, folks. And, you know, it could just be planting a seed in someone's mind that caused them to take an action 
to where they accepted Jesus Christ, they got some deliverance. It could be people that have financially donated to programs where people have uh, come to Jesus, gotten set free. You take a you take a piece of that uh, credit. One person plants a seed, one waters it. They both share in the harvest. It may be you putting a chick track down at your local Best Buy. I've been to Best Buy before, <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking for a piece of uh, equipment. And all of a sudden, I saw a deliverance track there. And I said, wow, look at that. Of course, I didn't take it. It was a great track. I just left it there. But uh, I wanted someone else to get the benefit of it. But um, you just never know what impact you have until all the records are laid out one day, folks, in eternity. So, um, you know, if, we, um, if we'll be faithful, in due time, we'll reap the harvest. So I praise God. And um, amen. That's a great report. Tell us uh, what is meant by a mass deliverance. You do that on a on a Saturday night, there, right? Yeah, of course. Um, it really means group deliverance, and uh, I like to explain it uh, the same way Pastor Worley explained it, and that's that we kind of throw the net out. It's similar to instead of fishing with an individual fishing pole and uh, line and hook and bait, you put a broad net out, you spread the net out. And then you kind of reel in whatever comes in. And uh, so everybody, at least, who is willing, who is believing, and who is, Brother Shannon, um, desperate, because the desperate get delivered, that uh, they will each have an opportunity to get some prayer. You kind of go through a mass renunciation. And, you know, Saturday night when I uh, I did it, I kind of played tag team with Pastor Mobley. I asked him, I asked the Holy Spirit, what should I do? Because my voice <laughs> began began having problems then, and I knew if I was doing the entire mass deliverance, especially commanding, man, I wouldn't be able to preach on Sunday during the morning service at the closing of the conference. So, brother, I'm glad the Holy Spirit's uh, ten steps ahead of me, and he's so much smarter than me. Isn't it nice having God brilliant? Amen. Praise God. No, I'm no, I'm nobody. Uh, he has to <laughs> keep me straight. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm no. not, a, uh, not a great... So we, yes, sir. Uh, I actually write better than I, I speak, Pastor Gogan. It's like, I don't know what it is. But when I sit down to get the thoughts from my brain uh, to the keyboard, into the Microsoft Word, for example, man, it's like no block. But when I try to articulate it, for some reason, there's a little bit of a block there, and I have, to, I have a little bit more difficult time putting the words together. Hey, man, I know. I can identify. Paul, he had a problem um, <laughs> at some point in time. His, his script started to get bigger and bigger. We all have our hang-ups is what I'm saying, and... Hey, thank God that he doesn't reject us. He takes us as we are. He'll use us uh, as we are and where we are. We can all make an impact, folks. I want, I want to re-articulate that. Don't ever underestimate uh, the impact that you can have on someone's life. In eternity, you'll find out. You'll see people that will come up to you and say, Hey, I want to thank you so much because you took that phone call or you gave me, uh, you gave me a, a hamburger when I was hungry. You gave me a coat when I was cold. You visited me in jail. You visited me in the hospital. You gave me a, a Bible. You invited me to tune into a program. You picked me up and took me to church. You gave me $5. And you, you didn't know that I didn't have a dime to my name. You know, anything that you can do to help somebody out there, folks, can have an impact. You have people that will walk up to you in eternity and say, because of you, I'm here today, and I didn't go to hell. So uh, don't ever... Um, underestimate the impact that we can have, even with simple things in life, 
And that's that's who God uses. He used he uses just regular people with all their hang-ups to get his work accomplished. And I've got a lot of hang-ups, and I'm just glad to be a little piece of the puzzle. But that's just an encouragement to each of you out there that, uh, hey, we can all do something for the Lord, and um, don't ever underestimate the impact that you can have just by being faithful. You know, sometimes it's a simple John of just waking up and saying, hey, God, put someone in my path that I can witness to you. And uh, praise God for that opportunity, you know? Amen. You know, I've got a great story, by the way, I used in, in uh, one of, I belong to an illustration service, and I'll tell you, they've got some tremendous stories. One of the things they drilled into my head, uh, both in uh, Bible college and seminary, was that, uh, you know, illustrate the truths of the Word of God. People love stories. You know, you picture, Shannon, when you were a younger child and, you know, your grandparents would tell you a story about your family uh, in the past or tell you something that they did themselves. You know, you just sat there just enamored. You could listen all night, couldn't you? Amen. And this story, I'll tell you, I shared in one of my messages, and I'll get back to Pastor Mobley and I at the uh, at the conference. But the, uh, the story goes that this um, businessman, uh, was at the office, and he was working late, and of course his wife had made dinner for him. And as uh, usual, uh, you know, he was—he just had to get what he had to get done. So he called home and said, Honey, I'm so sorry I'm not going to be there. Please forgive me. What I need to do is I need to um, finish this, and I'll just get a bite to eat on the way home. So sure enough, uh, the hours... Uh, uh, increased. This was like you know three or four in the afternoon when to let her know that she, he wouldn't be home for supper. And as he began uh, to wrap things up, he left his office. And you know what he did, Brother Shannon, is he prayed. He said, "Holy Spirit, please lead me and guide me to wherever you want me to eat." Now, boy, when's the last time we ever prayed that prayer? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, usually the, the God of our bellies uh, determines right. where we're going to eat. That's right. And I'm as, I'm as guilty as anybody else. You know, if you feel like pizza, you go to pizza. If you feel like, uh, uh, you know, we got a great, um, if you ever come up here, I'll, I'll treat you. we got a great Kentucky barbecue up here. Uh, because, you know, you can't get beef brisket. When you say beef brisket, only people in the South understand genuine beef brisket. What, what do you and, mean you want me to go to McDonald's? I was planning on going to Subway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, brother, brother Shannon, this guy ended up, this guy ended up, uh, praying that prayer, and sure enough, he uh, he uh, the Holy Spirit puts in his mind the restaurant, yeah, the restaurant he had been to before, and they're standing room only. Now that's a good sign too, by the way, isn't it? So as he goes in, <clears throat> the waiter, excuse me, the uh, the maitre d ends up uh, saying, uh, you know, we are packed, but since you're only one person, would you mind, please? sitting with someone. So he says, no, I wouldn't mind at all if, uh, you know, it was going to get me in quicker. I, I need to get home tonight. I know my, my family's waiting for me. So he leads him to a table, and there's a guy there, and uh, he sits down across from him. The guy obviously had already agreed that he wouldn't mind a guest. He was kind of looked kind of lonely anyway. And do you know, to cut to the chase, do you know that by the, you know, by the middle of the conversation, after introductions and so forth, that this guy had had uh, had the salvation message shared with him, and he responded to the Christian, to this businessman, and he said, you know what? He said, I would already planned on jumping off this bridge after leaving this restaurant tonight. This was going to be my last meal. 
Well, God, have mercy. And I cried out to God, and I said, God, if you're real, please show yourself to me. And do you know that because of this businessman's prayer, he prayed, Holy Spirit, show me where you want me to eat tonight. And do you know that he ended up leading him to the Savior, and he literally stopped uh, you know, uh, the demons from, from another victory. Man, praise God. That is, that is awesome, folks. It can be just like that. You never know what's going through someone's mind. They could be moments away from pulling the trigger, jumping off the bridge, uh, any number of ways to kill themselves, and then when the spirit leaves the body, there's no second chance. You don't get to redo it. And um, what if that guy had said, you know, God, to heck with that. I'm, gonna, I'm going where I want to go today. That person could have went into eternity. Yep. You know, folks, we've got to be obedient to the Lord. We've got to be paying attention to what he's saying to us. And we've got to understand that the footsteps of righteous men are ordered of the Lord. What about uh, the people that uh, have been going down the road and all of a sudden they had catastrophic uh, <laughs> engine failure, mechanical problems for no, uh, no known reason? How many times it could it be that God was saving our life? And had we kept on going, there would have been a uh, terrible car accident up the head waiting for us. You know, uh, one time I, uh, when I was younger, I hopped in a car, and I did my first uh, long-distance trip. I drove from uh, northern Virginia up in Alexandria down to Atlanta, and it was about a 600-mile trip, and I'm a youngster at the time, about 18. And I'm going down, and I think I was listening to music and uh, didn't pay attention, and I was supposed to take this... Uh, detour, brother. Next thing you know, I said, man, I'm going to make it uh, home for dinner. I stopped. Wait a minute. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. I should be in Atlanta right now. And I said, Savannah, I'm down near the ocean. I'm four hours out of the way. What happened? <laughs> and I, I just got busy, you know. Next thing you know, I took a detour. It took me four hours out of the way. And I was all bummed out and depressed. And, you know, I called my grandmother. And I, I just said, hey, uh, just want to give you all an update on where I'm at. I'm not going to be uh, arriving on time. Look for me around 11 o'clock, maybe midnight. And, you know, I was so down and depressed. She says, you know, the footsteps of a righteous man are of the Lord, and everything works together for the good of them that, are, um, that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And that's true. Even when we screw it up sometimes, folks, God can still uh, take a bad situation and make it, make it good. He can work it all out. I don't know all the details of what was going on that day, but, uh, you know, we just got to put it in the Lord's hands. Be ready to be instant in season. Be ready to be used wherever we may be. It could be at the workplace. It could be at a smorgasbord. Amen. Uh, or wherever this guy was eating that day. Praise God. And, Brother, um, I'll tell you, we had a we had a uh, we had an actual uh, testimony on Sunday morning at the at the uh, spring conference, brother. And uh, one of my good friends from uh, Worcester, Ohio, stood. And he shared that his uh, when they went out to start their car there at the hotel, his uh, his battery was dead, and they didn't want to be late late to morning service at ten thirty. So he told his wife there that the battery's dead. She was standing outside the door, ready to come out and you know get into the car. And sure enough, someone God listen to this. God had again brilliant. God had already had somebody. Uh, a, a woman walk out of her hotel room, 
apparently they were getting ready to go somewhere. She overheard that exact second what Brother Allen had said, and she walked back in her room, told her husband. Her husband came out, and he said, I have jumper cables with me. I uh, have helped people before. I'd love to give you a battery jump. And they made it to church on time. Praise God. Only God could intersect people with that kind of, you know, cross paths. You know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute later, they may have already gotten in their cars and driven away. But God slows things up. He plans things. And, of course, he says, I will honor those who honor me. And uh, those who despise me, I will hold in low, low esteem. So that's why it always pays, brother, doesn't it, to... Make sure you're, you're honoring, uh, just as Jesus said, you're seeking first the kingdom of God, his rule and reign in your life, and his righteousness, living an obedient life, so that God can put all the ducks in a row, and God can put everything that you need, not your greeds, but your needs, uh, exactly as He as you need and his, as he sees fit. Amen. Uh, he did not say he was going to make us a millionaire. Of course, uh, God has blessed uh, many believers out there, and they're, they're doing really well. And if he's blessed you, it's for a reason, so that you can abound to every good work. But, uh, you know, he never uh, promised us that uh, we were going to live our best life now. And I think uh, the, the dogs have decided to uh, comment. <laughs> hey, this is a live show, folks. We don't filter anything. We have dogs, cats. Uh, did I t- <laughs> I'll share that story later about my uh, surprise. But my point is, is um, you know, he never promised us we were going to have our best life now. As some ministries would uh, try to tell you, that that's the Lord's uh, will for your life, to become a millionaire, you know, uh, have your mansion, you know, have, you know, have a vacation every weekend. Folks, we've been called to pick up our cross, follow the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Servants, bond servants to Jesus Christ, and he's called us to go out and cast out devils, Lay hands on the sick, speak in new tongues, visit the infirmed, visit people in prison, um, give a homeless person a hot meal. You know, these are just some examples. Give a child a cup of cold water. Stand in the gap for the widows and the orphans. This is what puts deposits in your heavenly bank account, folks, because we can't take anything with us except what we've sent on ahead Ahead of us. I mean, look at um, Elizabeth Taylor died this week. I've said this before. Worth almost half a billion dollars. It wasn't the acting career, actually, John. It was uh, her line of perfume. Very interesting. Hmm. Uh, you had Geraldine Ferraro just kicked the bucket. We lost a uh, brother of the Lord, J.R. Church of Prophecy in the News. He had a great magazine. I used to enjoy uh, reading it. They always had some cool articles, especially on uh, biblical archaeology and you know, the search for the Ark of the Covenant, things like that. Some great books. He's passed away. Uh, they say Zsa Zsa Gabor has just been admitted to the hospital. Um, keep her in prayer, folks. She could be ready to go into eternity. I think she just had an amputation. But, I mean, it's just like that. And you're gone. You could have been, you know, famous here on earth. You could have had everything that you wanted in life. And then you step out of your body and you could be in hell. Because uh, you lived your best life. You said, I'll put Jesus Christ off to the last minute. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. i got plenty of time to make a decision for Christ. And then, boom, your soul is required of you. You wake up and uh, 
you took a trip to Japan at the wrong time, and now you're dead because you were taken out by an earthquake, almost a 10.0 in a tsunami. You just never know. And so uh, we've got to make that decision now, and we've got to realize that we've got a mission down here. Can we have some pleasure in life? Sure. You know, God God does It's not all work, no play. My point is, is, you know, God uh, gives us the desires of our heart, and um, we can still have a great time doing the work of the Lord. But uh, we have to remember what we're here for. We've been bought and paid for with a price. He didn't buy you and I so we could go back and do what we wanted to do, business as usual. Or go back and, you know, accept, say the sinner's prayer and go back and live like the devil again. You know, we're, we're, we were called to be salt of the earth, and we've got a responsibility, and we can all do something. It could even be, again, handing out a chick track. I knew a guy, his name was the Onion Man, a Garlic Man, excuse me. <laughs> he died about 98 years old. His name was Brother Paul, one of the most zealous people for Jesus Christ ever met. You would walk up to him and meet him in a supermarket, and he would hand you a chick track. You know, this was your life, something like that. And this guy would buy massive boxes of chick tracks and hand them out everywhere. He would witness about Jesus Christ every opportunity he had. And they called him the garlic man because he sweared by garlic. He would eat garlic every day, man. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I kid you not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, garlic's great. I mean, it, you know, it's great for the heart. It's great for killing cancer. The allicin content in it. And, uh, by the way, I know a little bit about herbs, and so you don't get the same effect from the allicin buying these garlic supplements. You need the real raw raw garlic. But, I mean, that stuff does stink. You have to remember that. So everywhere he went, man, he just reeked of garlic. But, <laughs> but praise God. Maybe that's why he lived to be 98 years old, brother. But, you know, who knows how many people that have come into the kingdom because they received a track and they said, hey, this is my life, and I repent. And they accepted Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, I say praise God. We've got, to, we've got to make an impact while we can, and we've got to realize that uh, we've been bought and paid for with a price, and we're supposed to show some fruit. You know, you will know them by their fruits. Uh, is there any fruit, brother, to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and say, well, thank you for the gift. I'm just going to go sit in church once a week, and, you know, I'm going to enjoy the music, throw a couple of dollars in the offering plate, then I'm going to go back and do what I want to do. You know? The church, folks, is just a rallying point. It should be a place you get trained, and then you should be going out and doing ministry, preaching the gospel, casting out demons, laying hands on the sick that they can be healed. Uh, we've all been called to do this. That's the general command. And people are dying out there because people won't get in the battle. John, you will not believe the number of requests we have backed up right now for people that want prayer and have requested uh, prayer offline. And what we do is we, we get to everybody one by one. I remember talking to Gene Moody one time. He says, I've got a standing list of 30 people to call back at any given time. There's just not enough people willing to get in the battle and pray. You know, we've got 5.5 billion demonized people walking around the globe. There's plenty of work to go around, folks. Jesus is looking for a few good men, women, and children. <laughs> if you know, you're Christian, you get in the battle. Go ahead, brother. Amen. Brother Shannon, one thing I wanted to say, because in fact I mentioned this at the conference, and by the way, on Saturday night, part of the reason my voice is because I got deliverance myself Friday and Saturday, and uh, those uh, screaming, manifesting demons kind of, kind of as they were leaving, messed up my voice box. But uh, plus, I spoke probably, as I told you earlier, about a hundred thousand words. So, um, not that I was counting, but it had to be close to that. And um, so, I, I appreciate everybody listening uh, so 
nicely because I know it's not easy to listen to me, and I apologize. But Pastor Mobley, I, uh, Holy Spirit told me to have him do the commanding, and I did the kind of the preface comments with the renunciations. But one of the things I mentioned on Sunday in my message on Born to Battle uh, to, in order to glorify God, one of the things I mentioned was that, um, you know, a lot of people know Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Brother Shannon, if I asked you to quote it, I know you could quote it. For by grace you have been saved through faith, right? And that not um, of yourselves. Amen. Praise God. It is, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But how many know verse 10? For we are God's, what? The King James and other translations translate it workmanship. I don't use the word in my colloquial language. Uh, I've never asked anybody about how the workmanship is going. Um, but I like the Greek in this case because the word is literally poema. And if I say that word poema, as I brought out to those at the conference, poema, what does it sound like, Brother Shannon? Poema. 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 Uh, I'm thinking of that Hawaiian dish. Let me <laughs> let me let me spell it. P O E M I A. Does it sound like anything in English? Poem. There you go. That's literally what the Greek says. For we are God's poems. God is writing a poem. You talked about you know you're a better writer than a speaker sometimes because the words flow. Is that what you were saying, Brother Shannon? Yes, sir, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I capsuled it adequately and accurately. Guess what? God is writing a poem with each of us, his children. And for we are God's poems created in Christ Jesus, that's his son, unto what? Good works. That's what you were talking about, what we were talking about earlier with this guy in the restaurant who said, Lord, Holy Spirit, what restaurant do you want me to go to? Now, finish it, for we are God's poems created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has prepared beforehand for us to walk therein. So the only good works that we're going to get rewarded for are the good works that we ask God, what do you want me to do today? What would thou have me to do today? What is your will? Not what I think is good, what I want to do, but what is your specific plan for me today? I'm reporting it for duty. And, uh, you know, I'd encourage you. Wake up in the morning and say, reporting it for duty. You're my commander-in-chief, Lord Jesus. And just as you did the will of the Father, I want to do the will of the Father today. And what wilt thou have me to do? And by the way, those good works are the ones that are going to be because he's prepared good works beforehand for us to walk in. We know that salvation, healing, and deliverance is part of that. But the variety of the good works, or I should say not variety, but I should say the the specific application of those good works may not be everybody who you want to pray salvation, healing, and deliverance with. You've got to be praying and asking God the Holy Spirit to lead those people into your life. You know, Brother Shannon, we've run into people with leech spirits. Have you ever heard that before? No, sir. What's that, a leech spirit? Leech, L-E-A-C-H. Oh. Uh oh Have you ever heard of that before? Uh, no, sir, but I've always um, dreaded getting into a river, maybe a leech, jumping on me and starting to suck my blood. 
Like Rambo. Uh, brother, I couldn't, I couldn't have explained it or defined it any better than you just did. Because elite spirit are spirits that are in people who are there to, I think the verb you used is suck your blood. They suck up our time and resources and all the demons in them are doing, sometimes they're not even fully aware of it, but all the demons in them are doing is just wasting your time and efforts and resources. And we have found one of the things, and I'm going to give you a clue, is, you know, I, you know uh, sometimes God has to hit me over the head with a 4 by 4 and uh, there's a big lump on my head, but I, deserve, I deserved it because I wasn't getting it. And one of the things that I've discovered that maybe you won't have to get a lump on your head, I can save you a lump. Because one of the things that I had to learn the hard way is <clears throat> is that people have got to want it more than you want it for them. And a lot of the times, because of zeal and because of a zeal without knowledge, a lot of people will want to, you know, go in and pray deliverance in empty, you know, psychiatric hospitals. And uh, listen, if God wanted to close all hospitals and heal and deliver everybody, He can do that. No problem. He can direct people who are willing and able and saying, yes, reporting it for duty, and we can close those babies down. It doesn't happen that way because there are reasons that people are in there. And a lot of them are because of you know, the curse of insanity coming from the fooling around with the occult and the family lines or in the, by themselves. And because you know, some people like free money. They like checks. They like um, you know, to be on disability. And it's hard to say no to, no to free money. So some of those people, as uh, is, is pathetic as is, is it is to understand this and to hear it, you know they 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 uh, they're they're acting crazy, and uh, they're inviting those crazy spirits in them because they have a legal ground because they're living dishonest lives. And of course, people who are really hurt, and I can understand. Of course, handicapped people and so forth. Um, you know, mongoloid people, you, you can understand that. To say truly disabled through no fault of their own, you can understand that. But uh, the sad thing is that there are people who have leech spirits, and they don't really want to change. They just want, uh, they just want attention. And so the demons will get you connected with them. Like we call them uh, demonic appointments. I came up with that term, DA, demonic appointment, because I've experienced them, because I've had them in my ministry. And that's why it's so essential, Brother Shannon, that you and all of our listeners, wonderful listeners, be praying daily, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And lead to me, lead me to your divine appointments, your divine appointments to me, and keep away all demonic appointments who would just waste my time and resources. And the Holy Spirit will indeed do that. Christ and the Father will lead the Holy Spirit, or lead the people through through the Holy Spirit to you, and vice versa, so you won't waste your time. Because as I put it, every one of us is here on a limited engagement. None of us is going to be here forever. And we got to, as Jesus said, work for the night is coming when no man can work. So I would encourage you to please pray, because the only good works that I, John Gogan, are going to be rewarded for are the ones that God has prepared beforehand for me to do, for each of us. And specifically for me. And you know, Brother Shannon, I kind of liken it to this. Uh, Pastor Mike Thier has used uh, my illustration a number of times, and he likes it as well, as have others. And uh, that's fine. I don't want people stealing my illustrations because they're, they're good illustrations. They capture the essence of the truth of the Word of God. 
And uh, picture in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ, a believer standing there before the Lord Jesus. And by the way, that's the judgment that the believers will, only believers will be at. Unbelievers will be heading to the great white throne. Believers will be at the judgment called the judgment seat of Messiah, or the Bema, B-E-M-A in the Greek. And at that judgment seat, the fire, remember Brother Shannon, the fire will prove, right? What's going to happen to the wood, hay, and stubble, Brother Shannon? Amen. It's going to burn up, right? Amen. Yes. And and the gold, silver, and precious stones are going to be even better, more purified, because they don't burn. So the good works that God has prepared beforehand, and we bothered to ask him what he wanted us to do, are the ones that we're going to be receiving rewards for. The other ones are going to be, in fact, it's interesting, the Greek word is not evil, because we're not going to be judged for our sins. The word there is foulos, foulos. It means foul, decayed, worthless, like trash. So they can be good works, but they're trash as far as God's concerned because he never asked you to do them. But imagine in heaven, a believer is there appearing before the Lord Jesus, and all these trucks, these refrigerated trucks are, are rolling up, and these are, represent all the good works of his life. And all of them, one apple pie stacked five feet high, one after the other, row after row. And he, he goes to the Lord Jesus and he says, isn't this great? Look at all the apple pies I made for you. And Jesus says, there's only one problem. I don't like apple pie. <laughs> I like cherry. <laughs> Lord, help us. But you never asked me. Oh. You never asked me the pie I wanted you to make. And you know, Brother Shannon, you know, a mile down at each end, all of a sudden the fire comes up and goes, Oof, and every one of them is all burnt up. Except the one, except Brother Shannon, except the one that's on the top of the the, uh, the the pile. And you know how when you flip a quarter and it lands on the floor and it goes, chee, 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 there's, the, there's the one cherry pie that he's getting rewarded for. That's only because they ran out of apple and they had a couple cans of cherry. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, brother, it, it captures the point that we are going to be rewarded. And, you know, a lot of people I, I have found, because I ask the Christians when I'm teaching and preaching the scriptures, I ask them, have you seen this before? No. And we are God's poems that he's writing on the tablets of our hearts and lives. Each of us is a different poem. You know, we're going to have some similarities, of course, salvation, healing, and deliverance among them. But each of us are going to be praying for different people. Each of us, he wants us to minister to different people. But the neat thing is, is that we can actually ask at the beginning of our day, Lord, reporting it to duty. What I say is I open my eyes, and uh, as long as my feet touch the floor, I know I'm still living. So I praise the Lord, I'm still alive. And uh, I say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I'm reporting it for duty, Lord Jesus. And I want to do the will of my Father who is in heaven. And I need you, Holy Spirit, to show me what you want me to do today. The people I want to, who I need to talk to, the people who I need to bump into and meet. And brother, there's not a day goes by that I don't have some major miracle in my life that's that this is happening. And I, it's not because of me. It's it's all it's all because of Jesus, isn't it? Amen. It sure is. 
you know, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. And, uh, you know, we can think that um, what we want to do is the Lord's will and be out of his will. You've heard about the people that said, hey, I'm, I'm going to uh, Haiti to become a missionary. And they go over there, and uh, they get over there, and nothing's working out for them. The place they were supposed to stay falls through. The, uh, the money dries up. And then they ask, God, what happened? He says, I didn't send you. <laughs> you, you got out ahead of uh, out of my will. We need to ask the Lord what he would have us to do and then do what he wants us to do. He knows best what needs to be accomplished and in what order. And withstanding that, just do the general command, what he's called us to do in the word of God. Well, praise the Lord. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio. We've got Pastor John Gogan on tonight, Gopi Bible Fellowship. Website is agapibible.org. You can reach him via email, pjservant at aol.com. His telephone number, 716-655-5008. We're going to take about a five-minute break, and we'll be back with Pastor John. And if you would like uh, to call in tonight for prayer, we've got open lines. God bless everyone, and we'll be right back after this uh, musical break. All right, we're back. Uh, Welcome to Mega Man Radio. I got a little carried away there. I was enjoying the music of Randy Cutlip. Now, that, folks, is from an old cassette tape of a service Randy did live back probably 82. My goodness, almost 30 years ago, right? Great story. I'm going to play that interview one night. Randy Cutlip, a man that uh, was a sessions player for Three Dog Night, um, Chicago, a lot of the old bands, Leonard Skinner, and uh, got involved in the occult. Hopping on jet planes, going to concerts, Woodstock, you know, making money, living the life, or so he thought, and then uh, he met Jesus Christ. Realized if he had met the Lord Jesus Christ that night and went into eternity, he would have, uh, well, he would have met the Lord that night. He would have went to hell, bottom line, you know, waiting on final judgment to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, get cast into the lake of fire. You know, when the Spirit leaves the body, if you're a Christian, it says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you're not a Christian and you die lost, where do you go? You go to hell. You go down there and you sit in a prison. You get tortured by demons day and night. You'll never get another drink of water. You'll never be able to sleep again. And although you'll want to sleep, you'll never be able to, sh- you know, no shut-eye down there. You'll be in eternal torment day and night. Tormented throughout eternity by the demons which will laugh at you and say, hey, (laughs) you lived your best life, didn't you? How short it was. We've got you now. We fooled you. We tricked you. You had that adulterous affair, got AIDS, and you're dead now. Or you said, hey, there's time to wait and choose Jesus Christ when I'm older. This is a young man that the demon's talking to. Little did they know they would be in a uh, terrible car wreck the next day and be in eternity. Folks, it can happen just like that. You can wake up and be 10 miles out in, in, the, uh, in the ocean like some people. They were washed out. They fortunately found one of them drifting on some driftwood. Others, they never came back. That tsunami took them out to sea. Shark food right now. What am I saying here? I'm saying that to be absent body is to be present with the Lord. If you know Jesus Christ, if you don't, you're going to be present with the demons in hell, in torment, being tortured day and night like Bill Weiss, 28 Minutes in Hell, his testimony gave. 
until you stand before the great white throne judgment. And I'm sure you'll be kneeling or prostrate at that point in time. Your life will be played back. The books will be opened. And the question will be asked, do you know my son, Jesus Christ? That's it. That's your ticket to get in, folks. If you don't, the angel will pick your naked body up and toss you into the lake of fire. Where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth in the hell, and the worm dieth not. Those are worms that will eat on your body 24 hours a day, day and night. It's true. But you know, God doesn't want any of us to go there. And we have an opportunity right now, wherever you may be listening to the world, to get on our knees and ask the Lord Jesus to forgive us. Forgive us for being liars. Forgive us for having hatred in our heart against other people. Forgive us for being murderers, adulterers, fornicators, drug users, gossipers, slanderers, drunkards, backbiters. whole list of sins can send you into an eternity in the lake of fire. But you know what? We can also repent. While we still have breath, we can ask the Lord to forgive us, help us, wash us and make us clean. And we get deliverance of these demonic spirits. Then we can get the battle and take the remaining time we've got in our life and do something for the Lord. Because Pastor John is right. We're bringing him back on momentarily. Satan is here to know nothing but run our clocks down, if he can. We've all got a finite amount of time, some less than others. Only God knows. But we've got to work until the Lord returns or we meet him first. Through natural death, through martyrdom, through whatever may come our way. And there's a lot of horrible things coming our way. But it doesn't matter because if you know Jesus Christ, it's a promotion when your spirit leaves the body. Praise God. And so it just starts with repenting of our sin, asking the Lord to forgive us, and how to get over there. Well, I'm glad I got over here because this is a good message. Uh, but Randy Cutlip, praise God, got a uh, got an opportunity and um, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior and put out some great music. I had, had an opportunity to meet the guy back in 82. He went on home to be with the Lord. I think he died in 2000. Some of you may have um, heard the testimony of Randy Cutler live, like I did many years ago. But praise God, some of the people get plucked out. By and large, though, many that go that career, get famous, wealthy, get the celebrity, you know, they don't want to give it up. It's harder for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into heaven. And I can tell you, I've been rich and I've been poor. I've had 35 cents to my name before, and I've had... I've had uh, barrels of cash. I've lived both ways, and I can tell you. While I enjoyed some of the standard of living I had at one time, I can tell you that uh, my mind was on making money. It wasn't on God all the time. And I, I saw the danger in it. And I still managed to uh, try to do my best. But you know what? I realized that uh, there was something else that was getting more of my attention. I saw how easy it would be. Just to say, you know, God, I don't have time for you. It's about earning it's about earning the cheddar. I could have been eating that cheddar in hell. As many people are. Many people fell into that trap. Said, God, I don't have time for you. Uh, I'm more interested in making money. Or, you know, I'm more interested in spending time with my family. You know, my, my girlfriend, my my boyfriend, whatever the case may be, playing sports. Some of you um, are bound to the God of sports. It's got your attention year-round. 
Others, it's music. Others, it's uh, PlayStation 3. Others, it may be an addiction you know, to anything. Anything to keep our mind off the Word of God, from you know, getting in the Word of God, meditating on the, the Word, and doing what the Lord would have us to do. I can tell you, it's a very real danger. Many people have pierced themselves through with sorrows, thinking that uh, financial gain is godliness. And that's what they would have us believe. Many of these televangelists, they say, you know, hey, look at me. I must be a saint because, uh, you know, I have my Learjet and I have my million-dollar home in Louisiana. And uh, I can go to uh, from New York to London in four hours. I don't have to wait in line. Some of these people have had the gall to say that. And they call themselves uh, Christian ministers. And they're preaching a false gospel that it's all about money. And unless you have money, there's something wrong with you spiritually. I can tell you, many have pierced themselves with, through with sorrows because of that. It says, be content. Be content. If you've got food to eat, clothes on your back and a, a bed to sleep and be content. If you got more than that, then and the Lord's blessed you, then you can abound to some good works to help someone who doesn't have it. But what I'm saying here is we need to get our priorities right. Thank God Randy Kettler got his priorities right. Many many don't. And then it's too late and their spirit leaves the body. Let me get Pastor John back on. Stand by. Pastor John, God bless you for coming on tonight, brother. Brother Shannon, it's uh, it's uh, you can call me alias the mouse. <laughs> Because uh, the mouse is back, and, and again, I apologize. And uh, I was I was really thinking I may not even be able to get on, but brother, I'm trying. I uh, I hate to disappoint uh, the Lord, and you know I'll just I'll just squeak on through, and you'll have to interpret my squeaks. Well, you know, brother, you don't have to apologize because you know, folks, I've done enough deliverance thus far to know what a hoarse voice means. That means you've got someone who's been out there interceding for folks, praying that the captives be set free, engaging the enemy, attacking the enemy, and um, that'll use your voice up. And so I know, brother, you've been praying probably for hours upon hours, days, with people and preaching and um, casting out demons in Jesus' name. You know, that's a good work, brother. That's a battle scar right there, but thank God it'll be healed. Hey man, I thank you for uh, for also praying. You know, Pastor Worley, I got to tell you this in reference to especially what we were talking about before. That the um, he used to tell the story. I don't remember all the details, but in a nutshell, he said that the uh, this young uh, young guy was out in the field and he was working for and his, on his dad's farm, and uh, suddenly. And, and and brother Shannon, this was you know back in our grandparents, our great grandparents' day when they had to. I mean, they didn't have tractors. They had the thing you put on the shoulder, and they were uh, you know kind of like uh, length uh, or letting you know digging up a, a fresh field. And they had the horse drawn. You, you know the one I'm talking about. You you're, you're kind of like being pulled by the horse, and you're just trying to guide the the blade so it'll it'll have a straight furrow. Furrow. You know you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Uh, now, I, I wasn't born and raised on the farm, and I've got a picture. My grandfather was a, a sharecropper with his father, but absolutely. And uh, apparently this young guy was out there, and it was in the heat of the day, and he was sweating, and it was hard work. And suddenly he looked up in the sky, and there was a cloud formation. And it was the letters, in capital letters, GPC. So he immediately takes off. 
you know, he's a young Christian. He takes off the the harness. <clears throat> he uh, calls the the uh, large horse to a halt. He runs in the house and he tells his father. He says, "Father," he says, "I've seen it." He says, "What, son?" He says, "I've seen in the clouds." He says, "I can tell you that God wants me to go preach Christ. Go preach Christ. Go preach Christ." He says, "Son, it sounds to me." As if God, God the Holy Spirit's impressing on me that um, you're just trying to shirk off your responsibilities. Now you get back out there in that field. It doesn't mean go preach Christ. It means go plant corn. God have mercy. So a lot of people have the impression that they need to run out in the field and or away from the field, and they need to immediately get as you remember you said earlier on the mission field. And God is telling them, and people, there's a lot of religious spirits that drive Christians, and we have to be extremely careful that it is genuinely the Holy Spirit. And, you know, one thing, I'll tell you what happened to me years ago, and uh, I was in my office, I received a phone call from a desperate uh, woman, and she was calling me, she was a Christian, she was calling me to go visit her mom in the hospital. So... Brother, it seemed like everything in the world was interrupting my being able to leave in a short time and go visit her mother in the hospital. And the hospital was, you know, uh, in Amherst, north of here. It was a good 45 minutes away. In fact, uh, I was so dumb, I went to the wrong hospital because it was set at Millard Fillmore Hospital, uh, Buffalo, uh, City Buffalo. It was a Millard Fillmore Hospital uh, Amherst, and uh, I went to the wrong hospital. So by the time I got there, I was even more delayed. And uh, so as I looked back at it that evening, let me tell you what happened and how it unfolded. I, instead of running to the hospital, I can tell you inside I was pushed. You got to go now. She's going to die. You have to go now. Hurry. Just drop everything and go. And something I can't say I was I was seatbelted to the chair like an Omega Man radio listener, but I definitely was uh, felt like I, I didn't need to go, but something inside was pushing me. And I'm telling you, one of the signs of the demons is they drive, they torment and harass too, but they also drive. And I felt driven, as opposed to the Holy Spirit, who's a gentleman, and he just you know obviously made it clearer through this through this uh, daughter that, you know, she wanted me to see, but she didn't give me a deadline, and she didn't say that she was having her last breath. Her mother was in, you know, kind of rough shape in ICU, but uh, it wasn't like, you know, hours away kind of a thing. Though, admittedly, the doctors had called the family in, and what had happened, brother, is not only did I go to the wrong hospital, which made me even later, but the time I got there was 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. I got phone call after phone call, kept interrupting me, but I found out it was the interruption from the Lord. Because by the time I got there, me and my wife, I, uh, you know, uh, being a, uh, being clergy, I was able, you know, you can go into into ICU 24 hours, seven days a week. So I got there at nine. The family had left and I was holding this, uh, this elderly woman's hand. My wife was on the other side of the bed and I was talking to her. She was heavily sedated, but she could I knew she could hear me because she'd respond with, you know, squeezing my hand. And I, I uh, shared with her from my heart 
We had bathed it in prayer, my wife and I on the way in, bound and loosed, interceded. And I led her through the sinner's prayer. And she held my, squeezed my hand, indicating that she had agreed with me in prayer. We stayed there for a while longer, then we closed in prayer. I anointed with oil, prayed healing for her, Habanalu spirits, and then we left. Shortly thereafter, I got a call from her daughter, who said that even though they had called the family in from across the nation, thinking that it was, you know, within a couple of days maybe, uh, not only had she improved, but she got out of bed, and she was home. And she lived for another, you know, number of years. And, you know, all glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. But the amazing lesson I learned from that is, do you know that even though her family had been there, and do you know that her grandchildren had been there, and others, friends, in the ICU there, she said when her daughter, her daughter said that when she woke up into consciousness the next morning, the first words crushed out of her mouth, where's that, where's that young pastor who was here visiting me? It wow. was as if she wasn't even impacted by her family. She wanted to know who the pastor was who visited her. And I don't know if her daughter was offended by it, but I think her dad, daughter was pretty much uh, past that, you know, spiritually, in spiritual growth. And uh, she called me saying that uh, she was so thankful I went by that I prayed the sinner's prayer with her. And as I said, it had to have been three or four years later that she died. And uh, but God raised her out of the bed. So whenever you're driven, the usually religious spirits that are driving you, you know, hurry up! You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that. You know, if you're putting out a check track somewhere, or if you're, you know, sharing with someone, be sure you're led by the Holy Spirit. And um, bathe it in prayer, bind and loose for whoever's going to read it, see it. Otherwise, if you find yourself driven. Uh, it is more than likely a religious spirit that's driving you, and this is why it's so important. Here, I was—I thought I was, you know, so late and way out of God's timing, and I was on time because if I had arrived earlier, the family would have been there and they would have probably, you know, ushered me out of the room because many of them were Roman Catholic. And here, the one saved daughter in the family who had called me to come—they had already left by the time I got there, just before I got there. So God always, he's never late, he's always on time. Amen. I would just, I would just encourage you. That's right. So I, I was amazed. Amen. Praise God. That was, that was just echoing through my mind. God is never late, he's always on time. Amen. And speaking of time, folks, we have plenty of time for your call. If you need prayer tonight, the number is 917-889-2745. Lines are wide open. You know, uh, I'm really happy about the turnout tonight. We've got a fat... Chat room, we've got plenty of people listening live on telephone, too. Um, for those of you who didn't know you could do that, yes. If you've got a telephone that's got unlimited long distance, you can really take advantage of it. You can go down the road, punch in our phone number, and sit and listen to a whole show, night after night, live. And, of course, if you press 1, it'll put you in the queue, and I'll see you, and we'll bring you on the air. But um, praise God for the technology. I think we can actually take 150 to 250 people uh, via the telephone alone. Internet stream unlimited. Praise God. So uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Mega Man Radio. We've got Pastor John Gogan on tonight. Pastor Gogan, give out your contact information. Uh, thank you so much, Brother Shannon. The uh, email address is pjservant at com. 
The website that you can get a hold of, even our book list on, by the way, we have an older book list, and we're hoping to update real soon. I've got the brand new one with all of the uh, new books I ordered for the conference, spring conference this past weekend, and we're going to put it up there for you, and we hope uh, very soon, within the next uh, few weeks, to have a cart up there. And one of the nice things about us is we do get books out, uh, usually same day that the order comes in, whether by email, by phone, or by uh, regular mail. And uh, if not, it's within 24 hours that we ship. So that means if you're in Ohio, uh, we're in western New York, um, you'll get the books in two days. Or usually within uh, no later than three or four days. And if you really want them quick, of course, you'll have to pay for it. Our shipping and handling are free. And we can um, uh, ship... And we will just uh, charge you exactly what the shipping cost is. We will not charge you any handling fee. So that's uh, that's free with us. And we'd love to uh, have uh, you get some of Pastor Worley's excellent DVD, CDs, um, and um, I believe the the uh, CDs are $6, and I think the DVDs are $8. So in any event... Uh, uh, if you would like to get some of Pastor Worley's stuff or some of my stuff or even the past workshop, you know, Brother Shannon, we uh, had, had uh, several people, uh, you know, get and obtain. Uh, my wife Kathy was kind enough to uh, hit the CD, DVD copier, and we were, they were able to get uh, CDs of the uh, messages right there as they before they left. And, of course, we've had other people who've called in literally today in order some uh, CDs from the conference. So anybody who wants CDs from our conference, well, you're welcome to get them. And um, we'd love to help you. We will send you a book list uh, in the mail free of charge so you can have something in hard print, hard copy. We'll also send you a, a free CD of a radio interview I did back in 1993. And um, so in any event, Agape Bible Book Room, is the name of the book room. We have over 600 different titles of materials, uh, the best out there in deliverance, not only of Pastor Worley's, but also of Frank Hammond, Derek Prince, and uh, many other uh, fine authors, uh, Hopkins, Pastor Hopkins, and uh, Pastor Mulkey, uh, Dr. Idiola, and others. So we'd be uh, more than happy to get those books into your hands. And, um, one of the, you know, Brother Shannon, one of the reasons the Lord had me uh, put a book room together is because uh, I knew the attacks that I put up with after you know meeting Pastor Worley personally and then um, you know getting into the full gospel through another sister church that uh, sadly went down the tubes uh, over in Rochester and little did I know that God was raising us up to replace them and um, but the uh, you know you've got to get your hands in, on black and white material and I mean sink your your teeth spiritual, spiritual teeth into some good quality stuff because the enemy hits with doubt and unbelief they hit with fear they hit with uh, people attacking especially family members and uh, as people sometimes I just had someone tell me Brother Shannon this past weekend that you know things have been moving around in their house literally you know poltergeist phenomena and uh, the enemy just to scare them away and, and stop them cold in their tracks and say, boy, I'm not getting into this. And uh, so anybody who wants to contact me, by the way, also with a question, uh, be glad to answer any questions. Please don't ask me if Adam had a belly button. <laughs> because only Brother Shannon knows the answer to that question. 
Uh, yeah, I have to think on that one for a little bit. Hmm. Uh, he's thinking. While he's thinking, you can call, again. You can email me at PJ Servant, Pastor John Servant, uh, as in waiter waitress, because all I am is a servant of the Lord. PJ Servant at AOL dot com, or as I said, agapebible dot org, or you can call uh, the church office, and uh, my wife, who's my part time secretary, will be answering the phone usually seven one six area code eight three zero ninety five eighteen. So I uh, would love to hear from you, and we, uh, I know the Agape, as I tell people, the Agape Bible Book Room needs the business and uh, appreciates any kind of business you can send its way in order to restock and get more of these materials out uh, into people's hands. I don't receive a salary from the book room, and we try to you know restock the book room, get the materials into people's hands, and, um, and uh, just... You know, brother, in order to set the captives free. Amen. Deliverance material is uh, ammunition that you can use in the fight against the host of hell. You can learn from the experiences of people who have already been there and done that. People that have spent 20, 30 years in deliverance, um, learned what traps to avoid, learned some of the tactics of the enemy, and God um, has blessed us and later generations to be able to go back and read from their experiences and actually get up to speed really fast just by um, by learning from uh, from people um, who have already been there and been you know started from ground zero when there was no books at all available on deliverance when nobody even knew what binding and loosing was pretty much you know the the stories that you hear pastor Worley would uh, be praying all night and then um, you know demons still manifesting they found out one day you could bind the demons, cage them up in Jesus' name. The person that uh, was getting some deliverance could go home and get some rest. Uh, he could get up and go to work as a school teacher the next day in the early years. And then they could pick back up the next day. Everybody's rested and go at it again with the enemy. You know, they were doing deliverance when um, there were no books on the market, folks. And there's a great uh, series called The Host of Hell uh, which are just some of the books that you can find in the Agape Bible Book Room that I recommend anybody put in their library. There's about 12 of those, 50 uh, or so of the, the many booklets, all great resource material. So praise God, and I appreciate um, the speedy shipping. Uh, in fact, um, you're able even to ship over to people in Canada, aren't you, Brother John? Shannon, the way you said that, it sounded kind of sinister, the speedy shipping. <laughs> well, let me, tell you, let me tell you what I mean. I, I've ordered a lot of stuff over the years from Amazon, eBay, and there's nothing I hate more than you pay for something. You want it in your hands now, and then it comes, you know, comes arriving three weeks later. Come on. <laughs> you know, postage is postage, but some people, you know, take their sweet time, and uh, not with Pastor Gogan. You order something, it goes in the mail, you know, you get it there uh, <laughs> three or four days in many cases. Praise God. Yeah, brother, and I know that I know that people like their stuff. You know, as soon as they find out about things, they like it like yesterday. And again, if anybody wants it overnight or within two days, that you can pay for it, no problem. We'll charge you exactly what the price is. And uh, yeah, I was only joshing because speedy speedy shipping sounds like Speedy Gonzalez. You remember that little mouse that was always running around really fast? <laughs> he was always. Yeah, I used to love that cartoon. By the way, Underly. Underly. Uh, you knew it. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Well, praise God. Let's go to the uh, the phone lines here before I start getting into my cracking jokes mode. 
Uh, I have a couple. I only have a few, though. Let's go to uh, telephone lines. And, folks, if you need prayer tonight, 917-889-2745. We'll take your call. Let's get to area code 513 on the air. 513 area code. You're on the air with Pastor John Gilgan. Hello. Hey there. Good evening. Pastor John, it's Andy. Uh, Yes, Brother Andy. So good to hear your voice again. Hello, hello. How you doing? Yeah, I bet you can't say the same thing about me, though, because uh, my voice is, as I said, it's it's uh, definitely been uh, tried and tested, and it, and it failed. <laughs> uh, you, sound, you sound like you're doing all right. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm glad it's coming out. It's wonderful to see you this past weekend. Uh, it was good to come out. I had a good time. And uh, you're coming through loud and clear, by the way. Praise the Lord. Are you in the truck? Yeah. I... Uh, I'm driving, but uh, something I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you know, Mike, uh, Mike that's there, laughs at all your jokes. Yes. He uh, he prayed for something for me. Uh, I broke my toe. Uh, something like, I guess it was about two years ago. Yeah. Uh, dropped like an 1,100 pound meat rack on it and broke the oh. broke the toe right in half. Oh wow. Not to gross anybody out, but you know that's what happened. Lord have so, mercy. Was it just dangling I there? Asked, well, uh, we... I had steel toes on, and it just barely, like it kind of halfway hit on the steel toes, so I could have lost my foot if I didn't have the steel toes on. Wow. wow. But So, uh, you know, they put pins in it, and it healed up and everything, but the joint just doesn't, they don't move like they used to. Like yeah. the bone fused together, and, you know, it doesn't hurt, and it, you know, it works, but at the same time, it's not uh, like the original and I had, uh, you know, me and Mike were talking about healing and stuff like that, and he prayed for it. And, uh, you know, I, I fully believe I had the faith to receive it. You know, like, there were a couple of times I even took my shoe off because I thought it got healed, you know, to check it out. And I'm wondering if there's uh, things that block healing, you know, other than, you know, lack, lack of faith or anything, because I don't think that's the issue. How long ago was the injury? Uh, it was probably, uh, let me think, it was almost two, two and a half years ago. Okay. Pastor John? Yeah, we've definitely, uh, Brother Andy, that's a very practical question. And we have run into spirits that actually block healing. That's their name. That's their function. And even though we get prayer for healing, and even though we believe, I mean, obviously none of us have 100% faith. Uh, the only one who walked on the planet that did is the Lord Jesus Christ. All of us can cry out with the Father who was uh, experiencing this very strong spirit. He says that even the disciples couldn't cast him out. And that's where, you know, Jesus says these come out, these kind come only, only out by prayer and fasting. And uh, obviously assuming, you know, he was a regular faster because this thing came out when he commanded it out. Uh, what was also nice, of course, is that he also had 100% faith. I don't have 100% faith, but just because I don't doesn't mean I'm not going to try. But remember what the Father cried, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And we all have to cry out that. And, of course, we also have to deal with curses of atheism, agnosticism, and unbelief over the family lines. We've got to break them. Oh, and I, by the way, I don't go back ten generations. I go back, uh, and I go, I go full muster. I go all the way back to Adam and Eve, 
on all sides yep. of my family lines because many of us don't have just two family lines. We have uh, adoptive family lines. So we have biological right. parents and adoption. Some of us even have foster parent lines. So that's why it's right. so important to cover the bases because the demons are legalists. They cross their T's, dot their I's, and you'd better as well. And I better as well. So I would come against probably blocked healing in yourself. I would come against uh, spirits as a blockage and obstruction, uh, detour, dam, D-A-M, uh, you know, any spirits that are there. And I'll, t- I'll give you my own personal testimony, Brother Shannon. You don't know this. I never shared it with you. But I give you my own personal testimony because uh, it was exactly the sequel as Pastor Win Worley. And it was re- I was just telling someone this past weekend because they asked me because they haven't received tongues. And I said, well, brother, you know, I was brought in, in uh, I didn't go to, I'm a licensed and ordained Southern Baptist minister. I call myself the Bap- a Baptocostal because I'm kind of like half Baptist and half Pentecostal now. But I, um, I didn't go to Baptist, Southern Baptist schools. And I, I instead went to conservative evangelical schools and uh, in my training. But attended Southern Baptist churches when I lived in Texas. All the ten years I was there, five years of seminary and five years working in my own business. And uh, before I moved up here in 89, I uh, had, um, you know, obviously... Uh, preached and because I was trained and, and educated to not believe in all the spiritual gifts, one of which was tongues. So, uh, you know, God's very offended when we don't take him at his word. We don't believe all his word. And uh, just as with Pastor Worley, uh, I think Pastor Worley went to Dallas Seminary for a year and a half out of a four-year degree, five-year degree. And um, the... Uh, so, you know, he was kind of in the same uh, situation as I was. And when uh, I remember he told me the story, he told the story of how he was picking up this um, gentleman who had come in from the Vietnam War uh, for deliverance prayer. And uh, at the bus station or train station for, to come one of the meetings, and uh, the Holy Spirit told him to have him lay hands on him for tongues. Do you know that Pastor Worley, it took two years for those tongues to uh, come up to the surface? And that was the exact same testimony as me. And every time I asked, you know, God said that he was offended by, you know, by what I said to others and what I did. And of course, I repented of it, but he wanted me to wait. And after two years, I'll never forget the evening, because uh, I was at a workshop here in, uh, here in western New York uh, with another pastor friend of mine who was in the full gospel at the time. <clears throat> and do you know that uh, over a period of two nights, there were 23 demons that were blocking the tongues from coming up to the surface and were blocking the, that, that spiritual gift from, from uh, kind of, you know, kind of picture a volcano coming up and, and rising up and blowing off the top of the surface. Uh, and when, and the, when that 23rd demon left, because I was counting them, uh, and they were rip-snorting mad because they were leaving unbelief in tongues and uh, so forth, that um, and blockages and obstruction spirits that immediately I broke out of my prayer language right afterwards. So what I would do is I would pursue and pray, pray and pursue and just ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what is blocking this healing? What is blocking it? And usually you're going to find out that it's a deliverance problem. And uh, as Derek Prince uh, said, I was listening to one of his CDs recently, that wherever Jesus went, he healed, he also delivered, because a lot of the healing will come through deliverance. 
So just go ahead and um, pray. And in fact, uh, you know, brother, brother Shannon and I can pray for you right now that the, the Holy Spirit would reveal this to you, and that you would uh, receive whatever spirits receive the healing from whatever spirits that are blocking that healing of that toe. And uh, and keep pursuing it. Maybe uh, you have to fast for a day or two. Uh, be led by the Holy Spirit, of course. And uh, that would be my counsel to you. Andy, yeah, uh, your I first name is Andy? Uh, yeah, yeah Andy. I, I have asked the Holy Spirit what the, what the blockage is, but I haven't received an answer yet. Well, Andy, we there's about, something else. Um, yeah. we're, gonna have, we're gonna do some programs on in the future. It's called the Elijah Challenge Training. And uh, yep. what a lot of people don't understand is um, probably the, the best method for healing is not to say, Lord, please heal me. It's command healing in Jesus' name. It's not like you go up and, and ask, say, Lord, please cast this demon out of this person. No, you command the demon to come out in Jesus' name. We've got to take the first person here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and command these things. And a lot of people don't do that. They're waiting on the well, Lord to heal when, in fact... He's waiting on you to command the healing. And uh, that's another option. Not everything is a demonic spirit. Um, it certainly could be. So you want to you look at that. Uh, you want to you look at um, what we just mentioned about this taking the authority. Um, another thing, can be, you know, hey, some people have cancer that came in as a result of a demon that was brought it in on the wings of bitterness and unforgiveness. Other people... You know, got it through some environmental concern. So, uh, you know, the way I look at healing is I, I look at it, see if there's a spiritual aspect to it, a demon involved, command that out in Jesus' name. Also, you know, God can supernaturally heal something that has come on as a result of, uh, you know, environmental poisoning. You know, just living in this uh, wicked, polluted world that we live in. Either way, God yeah. can make a way. And, and some things are not immediate. Some is a restorative process. And then we've even seen some things that God allows as a thorn in the flesh. And I'm not saying your broken toe is a thorn in the flesh in your case. But uh, understand that, that uh, I believe that that was a particular case with Paul. Paul had some problem. It was a thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. And uh, everybody's got their, their thoughts on it. I, I personally think that uh, he probably had a speech impediment or, and or vision problem caused by this demon. And uh, God allowed it for a reason. To keep him humble, he had such a revelation. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, dynamics that go into it. But one thing for sure, uh, we've been called to lay hands on the sick and that they be healed in Jesus' name. Healing is for today. So, you know, we would be honored to pray with you. And, by the way, I wanted to give shouts out to uh, Heather Fawcett and Joe Roberts. They said uh, for me to tell you hello uh, because of you, uh, Andy, and uh, giving a... Um, I learned out about Omega Man Radio and and uh, some deliverance you got and listening to Brother Gogan. Uh, they're tuning in tonight, so praise God. You see how what kind of impact you can have, folks? Yeah, I've told plenty of people. I uh, I I've spent the last uh, two or three weeks studying this ministry to make sure that you know it's legit, and I'm fully convinced. All I got to do now is convince my wife. <laughs> well, that's the Holy Spirit doing it anyway. <laughs> And brothers, I told you the best way to do that is, uh, you know, the proof in the in the pudding is in the tasting, and and just let us see the changes in your life, brother. Let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. The you know the other the other, before we do, I wanted to mention that, you know, uh, I'll give you a, a personal uh, testimony in sixty seconds or less. 
that uh, I was uh, coming in. It was raining up here. I was at the back of the church. Uh, you know, I got a couple of acres, a few acres back there, and you know, I was running back. I was dealing with a with an issue, a building related issue, and I I uh, tripped on a on a on a you know something that was in the field, a branch that was sticking up, piece of wood, something, and I fell down on my hand, and my uh, my thumb and my hand kind of pulled, kind of was pushed in the wrong direction, and man. It was okay as I was running, but then as I got into the building and as as I kind of um, uh, was, uh, you know, regrouping, so to speak, uh, it started aching. And by, within 24 hours, I mean, I could, Brother Shannon, it, I was it was so much in pain and weaking, so weak that I I could I couldn't, and it was my right hand, which is my main primary hand that I use. I couldn't even open, you know, pull up the lever on the car door. And I, I uh, thought, well, this is kind of weird. So I used my left hand, and sure enough, as I said, it seemed to get worse. And uh, the next day we had service. We have service Thursday nights at 7. And the next day I had uh, you know, one of my men pray with me, uh, healing and deliverance. And wouldn't you know it, there are spirits of pain that were uh, impacting the nerve in the hand. So even though there was some, you know, some edema, some swelling, uh, which was minor, uh, the, the pain spirits were aggravating it, kind of taking advantage of the of the trauma in the in the hand. And I, uh, you know, about the Lord Jesus delivered me from three or four pain spirits. And by the next morning, the pain was almost. I mean, immediately it was almost all gone. The next morning, it was like hardly even a whimper. So it could be if you're experiencing pain down there. We have literally found pain spirits, and that's my testimony. But you know. Uh, over a couple of decades now praying with people, we've also found pain uh, within people. And what they do is they aggravate the situation, much like a sliver aggravates, uh, you know, your skin and things begin to turn red and infection begins to set in. And when you remove the sliver, the body heals. Just like when you remove the demon of pain that's, that's uh, you know, pushing on the nerve to make it worse, uh, suddenly there's a healing that takes place. So that could be somehow related to pain. Are you experiencing pain in that in your toe? No, there's no pain. It's just uh, I've lost range of motion. There's uh, there's numbness in some of the other knuckles because, you know, it hit across my whole foot. It just, uh, you know, broke the big toe and chipped the little one, but the, it hit right across the knuckles, so it uh, uh, caused a lot of, I don't know, tendon damage, I guess, in some of the middle ones, so... Uh, it's just really, nothing really moves the way it's supposed to. Gotcha. Well, let's pray right now. You ready, Brother Shannon? Amen. Let's pull our faith and, with uh, Brother Andy. Uh, Pastor Andy John. Anything else? Uh, yeah, when you're done with that, uh, I've just been dealing with a lot of uh, uh, frustration, irritability, and uh, something that was prayed for me at the conference there over the weekend uh, was things like passivity. That's something I'm I'm always dealing with, uh, I feel like I could be out doing much more, but so often I talk myself out of it or I make excuses, you know? Yeah, we can all identify with that because all of us men, I still haven't met a man yet that doesn't have an Ahab spirit, and usually right. there's there's a couple of hundred there or more, and uh, of course the women, uh, they, they've got Jezebel spirits. Uh, because Jezebel spirits, as you heard me at the workshop, are male spirits. It, the word means uh, priest of Baal, not priestess. And 
these male spirits go into these uh, women and they, they, they get them to think like a man and begin to act like a man. And as I always tell people, you know, God's order is the man's on the top and the woman's on the bottom. And uh, Jezebel will put the man on the bottom and the woman on the top in authority and bossing around and so forth. And, the, of course, Ahab will let her do it. So we have to repent of it. We have to repent of not uh, not leading, and we have to repent of passivity. And uh, praise the praise the Lord. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, who is showing you these things. And also praise the Lord, Brother Andy, that you know your mind, heart and mind are open, and you're willing to um, you know really deal uh, in these areas. The other thing, as far as before we pray. As far as the frustration, I mean, I've gotten deliverance from frustrated, easily frustrated, uh, by the hundreds over the years. And uh, you got to hit these things in prayer. you just got to, you know, sit down with one of our archives, and um, or you're welcome to contact us. We'll send you, you know, half a dozen of Pastor Worley's. You know, I think there's only about a half a dozen available. But uh, half a dozen of ours, I mean, we've got, you know, hundreds of mass deliverances from our just our 54 workshops available. We've got at least 54. And just sit down with, with a half a dozen of these things and, uh, and just go through them. And literally, as these demons are called out, you sit there, get to put your head in the bag, and just will these things out. And I'm telling you, you will see a, a difference in attitude, a difference in outlook, and you'll see uh, you know, a real desire to please the Lord. Right. Well, let's pray, and let's ask God to right. intervene. Let's pull our faith. Father, we thank you for Brother Andy. We thank you for the word of his testimony. And we know that we can overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. And we love not our lives, even unto death. And, Father, we bind these spirits right now of pain, trauma, swelling, any demons that are that are a blocked healing uh, and related, that are blocking, literally blocking the, 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 just the body even from healing itself or from uh, from the Lord's healing of these areas. And we just loose healing right now. We command healing. Uh, right now, we command that these areas be healed. Every cell that makes up the bone, the tendon, the uh, the, the surrounding uh, flesh and skin, we command healing right now into these areas. And we uh, also loose life, health, healing, restoration, uh, to pour the precious balm of Gilead right now in Brother Andy, not only in his foot, but also in any other areas of his body and soul that need healing to pour the precious balm of Gilead, the oil of the Holy Spirit, and the all-powerful blood of Jesus everywhere. We lose restoration continually, perpetually, to restore what the locusts have eaten and uh, what needs to be restored. We thank you. We praise you again. We also lift up uh, his wife, and we pray that you'll continue to work on her mind and heart. We bind the strong man in every wicked spirit that would uh, cause doubt and unbelief. Uh, we bind pride, Leviathan, that gets us to think we know it all already. And we just lose humility, the seven spirits of God, into her uh, and into us. And power, love, and a sound mind in the mind of Christ. We uh, just cover uh, Andy's foot with the precious, all-powerful blood of Jesus. And we ask these things in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. 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 Uh, Andy, how you feeling right now, brother? Well, I'm always moving it, trying to, trying what foot to see is this, if there's the, anything going on. The left or right? It's the right foot. The right, the right foot. foot. Praise God. Father yeah. God, and I agree with Pastor Gogan and Andy. And those uh, tuning in right now, we just bind the strong man and Andy in Jesus Christ's name. 
myself and Brother Gogan, we forbid any transference of spirits. We loose the angels of God to come down right now with swords dipped in the blood of Jesus. Just surround our brother. Angels of God start sorting those foul spirits up and out. We loose an angel of the Lord with a sword at the lowest point of Andy to start stabbing the demons up and out. Come out of him in Jesus Christ's name. We rebuke you, you foul, wicked spirits. Passivity, but we bind you in Jesus' name. Come out of Andy right now. Loosen and let our brother go right now. Frustration. Manifest. Come out of him. Come out of him. Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke you. Thank you of our position of authority. We're seated with the Lord Jesus Christ in the highest of the heavenly, high above Satan. That means high above every one of you demons. It's a winning prop. Uh, it's a losing proposition for you, demon. You got to come out, don't you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? We bind you and loose our brother right now. And come out of him. Anger manifest. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. Angels of God, go in and start sorting these foul spirits. Let's go, foul spirits. Loose our brother. Come out of him right now. Pain, loose his joints right now. Come out. Spirit of infirmity, come out of him right now in Jesus' name. Come out right now. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's wrong, demon? How does it feel being defeated? We pour the blood of Jesus on every one of your foul spirits. I loose the healing power of God in your feet. Be healed in Jesus Christ's name. We pour the oil of the Holy Spirit over your joints right now. We command that demon feeling to come back to it. Be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're talking about him right now. We're going to bind you and throw you in cages and marinate you. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Attack. Destroy your new assignment. Sword these foul spirits in Jesus' name. Attack. Civil war right now is what we're calling for. Father God, we ask that you would loose the angel of the Lord to make the demons ways, slippery and dark, in Jesus' name. What's the name, wicked spirit? What's your name, foul spirit? I rebuke you. All the frustration, easily frustrated, easily angered. Come on, all the demons that bug them. Easily annoyed. Let's go. Get out in Jesus Christ's name. Easily frustrated with wife, come on out. I agree. Frustrated with life, with life. Frustrated with Pete, with with drivers on the road. Get out of my way. I'm on, I'm under a deadline. All the frustration spirits, all the anger spirits, road rage, computer rage, all the way out. Angels of God, go find this spirit and bring it up right now. We forbid you foul wicked spirits to communicate with one another. We cut off all your communication lines. We forbid any spirits from dropping in from the heavenlies. And we cut off all supply in Jesus' name. What are you doing to our brother? I refuse to. Come on, here, Blockages, blocked healing. Blockages and obstructions. Come on, move. Loose him right now. Come out of him. Get out of him. Christ, rebuke you. that you would fire arrows dipped in the blood of Jesus to pierce every demon through right now that wants to try and stay. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you fragment Get them vertigo, spinning their minds around in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out. Come out. Fragment their souls. Fragment the demon souls. Fragment their souls, angels. Go in and 
poke and prod them. Loose the hornets of the Lord, the hounds of heaven. Come on, move. Sting them, hornets. Go in and sting them. Sting them. Show them some pain that they've been showing Brother Andy. Come on, move. Manifest, demon. All the way out. We command you to tell us your name. What are you All doing? the way out. You loose and let him go. Loose him you're and let him demon? go. You afraid? You should be afraid because you're coming out tonight in Jesus' name. Go to Tartarus. Come out. Come out. I pray Brother Andy is willing against you. Come on, move. Drink the blood and come out. You are defeated by the blood of the Lord. All out, the way right. out. All the way out. You must go. Andy's the son of God. Come out of him right now. That's right. You get out of this man of God. Move. Get out of this man of God. Move. Now move fast. Angels of the Lord. Just sort them. Sort them. Attack. Attack formation. Father God, let more angels come down. Just start sorting the demons. Spear them. In Jesus' name. Hurry up, move it. All the spirits of pain. Pain, come on out of them right now. All the spirits pinching on the nerves. All the demons in the tendons. Who's our brother? Blocking the healing. Come on, move. Death and destruction. Come out in Jesus' name. Let's go. Let's go. Beelzebub, Belial, come out of him in Jesus' name. Any spirits of hatred for a wife, too, can leave. Hatred for wife. Hatred for women. Come on, move. All the way out. Strife, contention. Bad advice. Wicked counselor spirits that are in him, counseling him in certain directions. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come out of him right now. All the way out. Loose him. Let's go. Pride, pride, a little pride. Come on, in Jesus' name. Let's go. Look at him right now. Just come out in Jesus' name. Spiritual pride. Loose our brother and let him go. Jesus' name. Get out of this man of God. Move. All the way out. Keep All going. the way out. Move fast enough, demons. Angels of God, sort them. Sort them. All the way out. Jesus' name. Charge. Attack in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Keep coming up all the way up. All the way. Shut out of him right now. Lilith, come out right now. God of sports, come out in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. Idolatry. That's right. All the idols, all the idolatries. He's just going to smash every idol. Within my brother. Come on, move. Ahab, passivity. Come on out. Ahab and passivity. The passive mind, the passive will, passive emotions. Come on, move. I don't care. Come on out. I don't care. Get out of him right now in Jesus Christ's name. All the demons that blocked and bound will. Come on out. Down Hurry up, move it. Let's go, demons. It's a great time to go to Tartarus. I hear the weather's great down there, nice and hot. Come out in Jesus' name. That's right. Who's our brother right now? You have no right to yeah. Come out right now in Jesus' name. That's Come right. Out. You're leaving. You're leaving. You're leaving. Compliments of Jesus Airlines. You're not even getting any peanuts on the way. Come on, move. Come out right now in Jesus' name. 
No oh, free bags, no free snacks. All the way. You screwed up, demons. You decided to follow the called Satan. Now you're going to go to hell tonight and be tormented until judgment. They come out of him in Jesus' name. Come out right now. Father God, I ask that the hornets of heaven with stingers dipped in the blood of Jesus just to light down on the demons' heads right now and sting them. No mercy. No mercy. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. Come out. Amen. We ask for the fire of God to smite the demons right now and just surge through our brother. Let the Shekinah Gord, the Holy Spirit, come in and burn them out in Jesus' name. Come out. How do you like being defeated by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? You get out of this man of God. Move, 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 move. All the way out. Come out right now. Come out. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. Loose his human spirit and let him go right now. <laughs> Yoke off of his neck in Jesus' name. Father God, we ask for warrior angels to come down right now to refresh these. Angels of God, go in there and start cutting the bands and chains off our brother right now, off of his mind. Any fetters, cords, chains, bands of wickedness, just slice them, angels of God. Cut them off in Jesus' name. Loose his mind and let him go, mind control. Come out of him right now. Occult mind binders, mind binding, end time mind control. Come out. All the way out. In Jesus' name. Loose our brother right now. We loose power and open a sound mind into him right now. Double mindedness, passivity, vagabond. Come out in Jesus' name. Let's go. You got to go, demon. All the way out. Father God, I ask that you put a little dagger in every demon's hand right now so they can stab each other. Demons, new assignment. Attack each other. Civil war right now. All the way out. All the way out. Keep hooking and pulling. Bring them up to the surface. Command you demons, the Lord Jesus Christ, standing right next to our brother right now. What are you going to do, demons? Manifest the leave in Jesus Christ's name. Loose him. That's right. Loose him and let him go. Out of him, then. Come out right now in Jesus' name. Demons, we're going to give you about 30 more seconds, and then we're going to marinate you. We would suggest you come out right now, because you're not going to like the torture that you're fixing to have to endure 24 hours a day. Oh, opportunity. Come out right now in Jesus' name. Keep coming out. In Jesus' name. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Keep coming up. Keep coming up. Angels of God, take all the power, weapons, and armor away right now in Jesus' name. Foul tormenting spirits, sevenfold back in your head, demon, in Jesus' name. All the way out. How you feeling, brother? Oh, I got something up. Praise the Lord. You know, there. I, I'm stealing a, a wise man saying, "Every demon out is one less in." <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Gogan, you want to uh, marinate him? 
I'd love to. You know, Brother Shen, i got to say before I do that um, this is the first time I've ever been in a uh, on a phone conversation with the dogs giving their testimonies. <laughs> All right. Well, Father, right now as we uh, we come to you, we thank you for Brother Andy. We thank you for Brother Shannon. We thank you for the privilege and the honor it is to serve the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of your dear son. And Father God, we pray for Brother Andy right now as we uh, once again just uh, cause an op- have, or uh, have an opportunity to uh, put any uh, spirits, evil spirits that have gotten loose since uh, the boxing up on, on Saturday night at the conference in Brother Andy. And Father, we uh, just uh, ask for sufficient numbers of angels to go in uh, to all the listeners, each of us, to put the, but especially Brother Andy, to put these demons back in their enclosures 600,000 times too small, seal these enclosures with the blood of our King, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son. And Father God, we pray that you will have these angels <clears throat> stand guard outside to read scriptures these demons they hate to hear, especially on the uh, incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, glorification, exaltation of the Lord Jesus back to your right hand, and their defeat at Calvary. We also pray that uh, at future torment and hellfire, we pray that uh, as these demons literally are tor- tormented and tortured, that they can't put up with it anymore, that they're so traumatized, all they want to do is leave. And uh, whether in personal deliverance or in uh, the next time they're commanded out by name or by function. We also pray that uh, ministering spirits will go into us and pour the precious balm of Gilead, the oil of the all-powerful Holy Spirit and the all-powerful blood of Jesus to to uh, put uh, in order to bring about full shalom, full peace uh, in our bodies, in our souls, in our hearts, and around our human spirits where the Holy Spirit and the new nature reside. And, uh, Father, we pray for covering of his wife, of the truck, of uh, his home, of all of his possessions and our possessions, with the of which we are stewards for the kingdom of heaven, uh, with the precious blood of Jesus to protect us from any and all satanic and demonic backlash, for daring to come against the enemy. Uh, give him uh, uh, journey's mercies as he travels, and we pray, as uh, we talked about tonight, where we will uh, every morning wake up. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Reporting in, 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 in uh, to the Commander-in-Chief, the Lord Jesus Christ, and to do the Father's will. And uh, thank you again for all that you're accomplishing, precious Lord Jesus, in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Can I, uh, can I pray for you in return real quick? Love yeah. to. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful for this ministry, and uh, I know you're reaching so many people. Uh, I've seen uh, just the great works that uh, Brother Shannon and Brother John are doing here, and I just pray that you uh, just bring about mighty victory through this ministry and free multitudes of people, and not only free those people, but train those people up to also go out and do the same work, Jesus, and just mm-hmm. cause this uh, deliverance ministry to go out and grow exponentially and just to uh, to cover the face of America and to uh, even expand across our borders and to just move throughout the world. Make deliverance ministry a powerful tool for you in these end times. And I just pray that you bless both of these brothers abundantly and uh, just uh, put your hand on this ministry and bless it and just bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Brother. Thank, Thank you, you brother. Randy. Thank you. Call any time. You're welcome. I'll see you, see you on the Internet. God bless. Pastor John, I want to thank you for staying in overtime, brother. Before you go tonight, would you give out uh, your contact information again, please? Brother, thank you. And again, it's a uh, it's a real joy for me and a delight to to be uh, um, with you. And uh, I just praise God for the listeners, the bloggers, everybody who participated tonight. Uh, I notice there's sometimes, as my wife tells me, there are times when. Uh, I don't get a scripture right, or I forget the scripture, and someone just immediately puts it right up on the on the blogging there. So I, I love people who fill in the blanks for me and help me out because I, I need that, and I praise the Lord for that. Uh, Brother Shannon, anybody wants to get a hold of me, uh, personal email questions, anything uh, that they any needs, uh, please by all means would love to uh, make contact and uh, respond and talk to you. We usually do. I think that's what impressed Andy, Brother Shannon, because he um, he heard me Tuesday night, uh, two weeks ago, and then Wednesday, he uh, actually he didn't hear me Tuesday night, he heard me on Tuesday night's broadcast on the archive Wednesday morning, because he wasn't able to listen live like he did tonight, so he, uh, I got to him immediately Wednesday morning, as soon as he emailed me that morning, within a couple hours, a few hours, and uh, he was impressed. And then uh, we struck up a conversation, as I said, on the internet. And I just praise the Lord for you know the people out there. And again, thanks for all of your great efforts and uh, expense and resources and everything that is being literally expended for God's kingdom. Uh, the the uh, the website is agapebible.org. There's some free materials there uh, that you can download and so forth. We plan to put more up and adding to it. And of course, as soon as we can, we're going to get that uh, brand new updated. Uh, Agape Bible Bookroom list up there and anybody who wants one just send me your address we'll be glad to send you a hot copy and uh, in the meantime along with a free CD and uh, would uh, love to get that into your hands so you can be blessed as thousands literally of others have been blessed over the years through the church's workshops and uh, through the ministry of Agape Bible Church Uh, we're not much uh, in fact we're really hardly anything but the Lord is much and as Pastor Worley is fond of, was fond of saying, little is much when God is in it. And uh, the phone, church office phone number, by the way, if you want to talk personally, as many have done, uh, some even have been led to Christ over the phone. And uh, as we've uh, talked with them and tried to probe and determine whether or not uh, you know they've experienced a real salvation. And I praise the Lord for that because I love leading people to Christ. I love preaching the Word. And I love casting out demons. Those are my three greatest joys in life. Uh, but the phone number is 716, area code 655-5008, 655-5008. And to look forward to uh, talking with you. Brother Shannon, thanks for letting me on. It's always a delight. And it's great hearing your voice again. And be blessed. We'll be in touch. Pleasure is all mine, brother. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Pastor John. Folks, that was Pastor John Gogan, website agapibible.org. Email pjservant at aol.com. You can reach him in his office, 716-655-5008. God bless Pastor Gogan. Well, folks, uh, we still have time remaining tonight. And uh, if you need prayer, we've got these lines wide open. It would be an honor to pray with you. Maybe you have a testimony to share. Maybe you've got a question about deliverance. You know, 
Call in, 917-889-2745. And hey, I wanted to ask you all that are listening out there, uh, if anybody has any ideas for me on how I can tweak my Skype connection. Now, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the headphone that I'm using, but uh, I've got a Plantronics DSP-400. It's um, it's a headset with a boom mic, and it plugs in my USB port. And you know what? Uh, I cannot hear any of my audio going through the microphone coming back through my ears. And for that reason, I kind of I kind of talk loud. I kind of shout, kind of scream. <laughs> well, that's not going to stop me from not screaming at the demons, but... <laughs> But, uh, no, I'm not getting any feedback, so I can't gauge uh, my audio level. And I think I'm talking too loud. But you know what? I, I only have this problem with this headset. Or maybe it's the Skype setting. I thought there was a way to get feedback from my voice back into my um, my micro, my earphones. If you've got a thought on that, let me know. MegamanRadio at Yahoo.com. Well, let's give out our contact information again. For those of you that are new to Omega Man Radio, welcome aboard. Welcome to the to the Internet family. Uh, we do our nightly program, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And then as we are booking secondary guests, we uh, do a show at 11 p.m. Now, uh, that brings me into tomorrow's schedule. We're going to have tomorrow uh, three shows. Oh, boy. We've got 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have Al Cuppet. He's going to be on Channel 1, followed by James Mobley at 8 p.m. And then on Channel 2, it's going to be my special privilege to bring back Michael Boldea, fresh from Romania. Um, Michael Boldea of Hand of Help Ministries, so that'll be on Channel 2. That means we're going to have three programs tomorrow. Now, if you want to be alerted to uh, what shows are coming up, what you want to do is go over and sign up as a friend, a follower also of... um, the channels. Channel one is blogtalkradio.com backslash Omega Man Radio. Channel two is blogtalkradio.com backslash Omega Man Radio with the number two at the end. That's our channel two. Uh, that will give you um, both channels. Of course, you can also find those just by going to our website, looking under our channels menu, omegamanradio.com. Facebook is Omega Man Radio. Make sure you put the radio because there's a couple people that. Uh, are uh, imposter Omega Mans. <laughs> they call themselves Omega Man, but they're not Omega Man Radio. There's only one Omega Man. Amen? <laughs> um, there's only one Alpha and Omega. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there's many Omega Man. Really, what Omega Man is, it came to me years ago. It's, um, it's the person that uh, survives the end times until the time they lose their head. Or they uh, see Jesus crowning in the skies, the last trump. If I'm wrong in my eschatology, we get out of here earlier, then praise God. I'll race you to heaven. But uh, we've got to be ready to endure till our end. Or we see Jesus Christ return to the sky, whichever is first. Praise God. And we cannot be offended when persecution comes, because persecution is coming to the American church. It's already hit the other countries. We're not exempt. You know, judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. And if the righteous scares to be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? If the footmen were you, what happens when the horsemen come? Watchmen, what of the night? <laughs> I thought I would throw that one in there. That's been on my mind here recently. Maybe that's a clue we need to go look at that again. Watchmen, what of the night? Again, I'll come up with the talk on that maybe tomorrow at 7 p.m. But um, hard times are coming. They're already upon us. Does that mean we need to freak out, knee-jerk, and... Go hide in a cave? No. 
We just need to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to seek the Lord and have, ask him what he would have us to do. But the general command is very clear. We are to occupy till he comes. That's a military term. That means invade enemy territory. Set the captives free in Jesus' name. Take back the land from the enemy, from the Philistine, from the giants. The giants were supposed to be our bread. What it's talking about here is we need to declare war on the host of hell. It's not a battle you can fight in the flesh. Okay? This new world order that's forming, that's part of God's master plan. It's in Revelation. It'll be a one-world government. It's going to happen, folks. We cannot, we cannot prevent it. Can, can you delay the judgment of God? I believe that if enough men and women would stand in the gap and bind and loose, yes, that's possible. But it's ultimately going to happen, even when uh, Jonah was sent to Nineveh. And he went to the king reluctantly. You know the story. He didn't go. He gets swallowed by the well. He's like in hell for days. Three days and three nights in the, in, in the belly of the well, in hell. You know, he came out of there. He had seaweed wrapped to his hair. Probably he had some bleached skin. He probably looked um, like someone who had uh, had, you know, what do they call that uh, skin condition? Pedigo? You know, think about all those gastric juices in the belly of the well. All that stomach acid. It was probably starting to digest his skin. I'm sure he, he looked pretty freaky when he came out. Taught him a lesson. He shouldn't have jumped on that uh, on that boat and tried to hide out below deck and take a nap. Rude awakening when he got tossed in the ocean. Can you imagine that? And then you see this humongous creature, this big whale just come up, and next thing you're in its belly. I wonder if he thought he would never get out of there. Probably did. Probably thought, you know, it's all she wrote for me, but praise God. Anyway, he, he gets spit out on the beach. He goes to Nineveh. He preaches the sermon. What's the king do? He calls uh, nationwide fasting. Even the animals fasted from work. Nobody was working. And they, uh, they, they repented. And, and God held back his hand of judgment 40 years. Ultimately, they were destroyed. Yes, binding and loosing does work. And I believe we got to try. I think God... Wants to see us try. And if enough people get in the gap, hey, God says, I wanted to heal them. You know? God wants to see this country healed. It's up to you and I and others. Are we going to repent or not? Chances are there's not going to be enough people to stand up. But, hey, we've got to try. Bottom line, though, is ultimately, even if we've got to push back, uh, judgment's coming. Everything that Revelation talks about will happen. God sits outside of space and time, and he simply had the prophets look down and, and write what he knew was coming. It's not a surprise to God. Earthquake, tsunami, 10.0, the big quake, New Madrid fall, whatever comes next, not a surprise to God. But we can be surprised if we let it catch us like a thief in the night. We've got to be watching and praying that we may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. See the sign of the Son of Man coming. What I'm saying here is uh, we do the best we can, but we, but we have got uh, to understand that um, God's not calling us to, you know, go put a, a bathrobe on 
on one of those snugglies. What was that thing that everybody was wearing? It looked like um, it looked like um, what was this thing? It was like a colored fuzzy wuzzy or something. You know, you put it on. People were going to parties with it. <laughs> you could buy it. It was like a uh, it was like a wearable blanket. You know what I'm talking about? He's not calling us. Lord have mercy! I had to smack my shoulder here. I thought someone was calling me again, like a scorpion. Oh, I, I almost forgot to tell you the scorpion story for those who didn't hear. But anyway, God is not calling us, okay, to go get, to go get on our snuggly wuggly and get up on the hill and just look up and wait. That's what they were doing in Paul's time. They thought that the return of the Lord was imminent. Okay, people stopped everything they were doing. They stopped working. They were just becoming busybodies. And um, weren't doing God any good at all. And he had to set them right. He said, look, that time cannot come unless first the man of perdition, the Antichrist, be revealed. There be a great falling away. Okay? He goes on to talk about the return of the Lord, the last trump. Bottom line is, certain things have got to happen. And until that time comes, either Jesus Christ splits the skies, puts his foot down on the mountain, or you and I are asked to lay our lives down as an honor for the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave his life for you and I. That's an honor, folks. Think about it. What an honor to lay your life down, to give the ultimate sacrifice, your body, your neck, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he'll be, I probably he's probably going to make me give my neck now. <laughs> my point is, what an honor, though, really. Think about it. What more could you give the Lord? He wants our lives. And some of us will give our physical life as a martyr, if that's what he chooses for you and I, or I. Praise God. But absent from bodies, be present with the Lord. You'll be right out. It'll be reward time. Praise God. What more can we do? But we've been called to occupy till he comes. As my grandfather says, be ready to meet the Lord if he were to come tomorrow. But work is always not coming for another hundred years. I heard a guy say, I don't care to even study Bible prophecy because, you know, it's not going to affect me one way or the other. I've got a job to do, and I hope it's later than sooner that the Lord comes because that gives me more time to work for him. If we take that attitude, who cares about the return of the, about the timing of the return of the Lord? We've got a job to do, folks. Do you really want to go home now today? How about those of us who haven't really done anything in our life for the Lord? We're just getting started. Get into heaven with no reward. That would kind of suck for all eternity. I hope that the Lord doesn't come for a long time. It gives us more time to work. Because whatever we have done down here on, on earth, okay, that's, that's the rewards, okay? It's not your salvation. It's the rewards. That's eternal. I hope we've got a time to, to do some more, to win some more souls. It says that he that wins souls is wise. To lay hands on some sick that they can be healed. To cast out some more demons. Praise God to feed some more poor, to help the orphan, help the widow, to bless Israel, Genesis 12, 3, to visit someone in prison, to visit someone on their deathbed in hospice. whole family has abandoned, abandoned that mother or father. They stuck them in an old folks' home. They don't even show up. And you hear about someone that um, is sitting there dying, taking their last breaths, and you can go in there and Pray with them, be a comfort to them as they go into eternity. Lead them to Christ if they don't know Jesus. You know what I'm talking about here. Give a child a cup of cold water. Help someone out there that's holding up a sign. We'll work for food. 
You know what? I give them food. If they're a professional bum, that's between them and the Lord. You run into these people and say, no, I don't, I don't give anybody a, a hamburger. They make more money than me. You don't know that. Some of them do. Some of them do gyp the system. Some are professional bums. They get out there and have grass on their hair and put an old um, Vietnam vet jacket on. They've never served a year in the Army. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The green jackets. Probably never been in the military. And they'll say, vet, we'll work for food. Some of them are like that. But then there's some that did go to Vietnam. Okay? They laid their lives down. Or they went to Desert Storm, Desert Chill. Went to Iraq. They came back and the government threw them away. They were shell-shocked, traumatized. Government put them on drugs. They're basket cases right now. They're just, they're just, you know, having a bad day, and they're out there, and they really do need your help. Well, you know what? Some would say, no, I don't give. God could easily flip the tables on you or I, folks. In a blink of an eye, you can be homeless. Something catastrophic could happen to you like Job. And you could be under the, the bridge. Then how are you going to feel? There's some good people out there. All they need is a second chance. I would hope someone would give me a second chance. Think about the next time you see a bomb at the, or a homeless person. Homeless person. I don't mean any offense. A homeless person up there at the traffic light. Many of those people have to go and live under a bridge and have to uh, outrun the police. Like in Wichita, Kansas, they'll come over there and they'll steal their sleeping bags and their backpacks and leave them homeless again. Even take their toothbrushes. You know what I'm talking about. Talk to Pastor Dan Caitlin. He's trying to make a difference in the life of homeless people, children. They're out in the street with their mother because they've been abandoned. In a city of 600 churches. You know what? If someone's scamming the system, that's between them and the Lord. I'm going to give them a cheeseburger. Praise God. I cannot stand to eat in front of someone who has no food. If you can do that, then you need to pray through. Call me and we'll cast out that demon of greed. God have mercy. I was in Columbia one time. This this guy was, um, if you go to Columbia, you'll be sitting out in like a little restaurant, and you'll be right there close to the street, and you'll have these vendors that will come by with these, carrying these big um, wooden boxes, usually sunglasses, or they'll have little beads. <laughs> in fact, they do this little trick. They have these beads, and uh, they're, they're trying to tell you these are some kind of precious stones. And they pull the bead out, and they pull out a big lighter, and they start uh, running the flame underneath the bead to show you that they don't melt. Well, they're all made in Taiwan, bottom line. There's some pretty beads, though. You'll see those, or, uh, or you know, they'll be selling these um, little rolled-up, you know, uh, lithographs is the word I'm looking for. I like beautiful scenes there in Cartagena area. You know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, I'm just sitting out there having a little lunch, and uh, this guy walks in, and, and there was no smile on his face. I don't know how many days it had been since he had eaten. And he wanted me to buy a lithograph for like a buck. He goes out they hand, goes out to a vendor, gets these, and he goes out and tries to sell them to make a meal. And I'm sitting there, and I, they just ordered some food. I don't know, it was a couple bucks, and they brought out a good meal. It was like a piece of chicken or steak and some French fries and a salad and a Coke, I think it was. They got really good food there, by the way. 
And uh, the guy's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and he says, I haven't eaten. I said, sit down, let's, let's get some food. It wasn't that I'm a good person, but that's what we've been called to do. How can you eat, and someone over there is watching you eat, and you just sit there and keep on eating? Come on. I'll get up and I won't eat if someone else is not going to eat. I mean, that's just rude. Maybe that's southern manners. But that's what we've been called to do. If you've got two coats, give someone a coat. If you're sitting there having a meal and there's someone over there and their stomach's growling and they're looking at you and they're asking for some food, run through the drive-thru. Get them a quarter pounder with cheese combo and come back. If, if, they're, if they're scamming the system and they're actually making $100,000 a year getting you know, donations and God will deal with them, but your conscience will be clean. And you know what? It's what God saw you do. He looked at your heart. God's looking for a man. He's looking for a woman that have a compassionate heart. He looks at the heart. That's what he loved about David. David had a heart after God. It's called love. What is the greatest of all commandments? Love the Lord thy God. Right? And number two, love thy neighbor as yourself. If we miss love, we've, we've lost the whole thing. We've shot ourselves in the foot and it's all vanity. And once in a while, you may be entertaining an angel unawares. How do you know that that bum or that homeless person wasn't an angel? I've heard of angel visits. Get Benjamin Brook to share one, but I'll share it. He said he was in uh, in college, down in the college lunchroom, and, you know, some guy comes over and sits at his table. He says, uh, guy had grass in his hair. Literally. Hair was, you know, poking all out almost like a, a spike haircut and grass <laughs> grass was stuck in there and guy had some old, you know, dirty old clothes, oily. Probably hadn't showered in two weeks. The guy said, I'm hungry. Then he says, hey, I don't have any food right here with me. I don't have any money, but I got something back in my dorm room. Well, come on, follow me. I'll, I'll hook you up. He said he takes the guy back to his uh, dorm room, and he says, you know, we have these little mini refrigerators. We always got snacks in there. And he said he reached in there, and the guy's waiting very patiently, and he finds some, uh, finds some cheese. You know those cheese sticks? He grabs a couple of those. He said he gave the guy, the guy opened it up and just scarfed it down. He was gone in a split second, like you give to a dog. Dog's waiting patiently. You throw it on a crop. It was gone, like two seconds flat. He said the guy ate him out of house and home. There was nothing left. He kept pulling things out. The guy ate it as fast as he could pull it out. The guy said, thank you. And uh, goes for the door and turns around and says, may the Lord bless you. And Benjamin looked at him and says, brother, he already has. And then the, <laughs> the man's face changed. And he says, his eyes turned to gold. And he smiled. He says, I know. And, you know, Benjamin's sitting there. What was that I just saw? Double take? Guy walks up, closes the door. And he opens the door to go find him. The guy, boom, was gone. They called him the bum angel. It was an angel. Maybe some of you have uh, met angels unaware and realized it uh, afterwards. You never know. You never know. 
God will test us sometimes. We may be thinking we're doing everything right, and then he sends a homeless person our way, and we fail the test and didn't get him a cheeseburger. Lose our reward. You've got to go around the block. Fail the test, you go back to summer school. God's summer school. Get Dr. Jonathan Hanson to come on one night and preach on that. Called Around the Block. <laughs> Praise God. You know what? If I've got five bucks, you and I will go uh, and we'll go to. Um, if I've got five eighty-eight, actually, you and I will go to Wendy's and we'll split a. Um, we, I'll get us two double stacks with cheese and two small chilies. You can eat pretty cheap over there for two forty-four. <laughs> you won't die of hunger if you've got two dollars and forty-four cents. I remember the lean times. I had a dollar. I had a dollar and a uh, trolley ticket in San Diego. I was going out looking for work. I was 30 years old at the time. I had made some really screwed up mistakes, and I'm here looking for a temporary job, trying to make five bucks an hour, living in Tijuana, looking for a job in San Diego. It's a long story. I had like a a budget of like a dollar a day to eat. Thank God for Taco Bell. They had a three taco special for a dollar, and then I'd ask for a cup of water. (laughs) Dad and ramen noodles kept the Omega Man alive. I can live on uh, ramen noodles, four for a dollar. I used to carry my lunch everywhere I went, in my backpack. If I could find a, a, some water and a microwave, I was in like Flint. Lived on those things for a long time. Didn't even have a refrigerator one time. All I had was a big water bottle, a microwave, and uh, my ramen noodles. Praise God. Well, you know, we can survive on less than we think. Come on. Many of us are carrying around a fat pack. You could live four weeks during hard times. <laughs> Praise God. But, no, you know, God is good. And um, if he's blessed you and I, then it's for a reason, so that you can abound to every good works. And you know what? You just never know what you may do tomorrow that will impact someone's eternity. So I like what John Gogan said. You know, every day just say, God, not my will, thy will be done. Order my footsteps today. Put people in my path that you would have me to talk to, minister to. Set me up, God. Get me into the right place at the right time that I can do your work. Share the gospel. Give out a Bible. Pray for somebody. Do some deliverance. Cast out a demon. Every one of you listening, if you're a Christian, cast out a demon. A special anointing required. You need to be a Christian. It's your authority that you've got in Jesus Christ that matters. It's your faith. And that what Jesus said is real. We've all been called to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick that they shall recover, and to speak in new tongues. Tread on serpents and scorpions. I got to smash a scorpion the other day. Found one in my bed. Comforted, falling on the floor, picked it up, and there's a scorpion in it. My wife felt something on her knee, threw the thing off, and screamed. She saw this big old scorpion on the floor. Of course, I jumped up on the bed myself. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what the heck was going on. <laughs> we got all kinds of things over here. Scorpions, rats, possums, cat fights on the roof. All kinds of creepily crawly things. Probably seven of the world's most dangerous deadly snakes. They've got them all over here. And I saw this big, big old scorpion about two inches long. My goodness. Had this full, fully loaded Windex bottle, weighed about a pound, 
two pounds. I dropped it right on the scorpion, and it it broke its tail off, and the stinger was still going later on. But, man, wicked. We can even tread on serpents and scorpions. Praise God. I don't know how the uh, man versus wild, what's that guy's name, Bear Grylls? I used to like watch that show. Can go and pick those things up by the, uh, the you know, by their tail. I get, you know, I guess if you you get desensitized if you're around something long enough, you know, if you're afraid of snakes or scorpions, you know, if you're around them every day and had to play with them, you know, after a while, you know, it's no big deal. That's where I look with demons. They're just a bunch of demons. You know, people are all spooked. You got authority over these things. Just start using it. You can have fun. We have fun casting out demons. It's great. When you know that uh, <laughs> it's a losing proposition for them. You've got, you've got the warrior angels of God there as backup. You've got the Lord Jesus Christ right there. What do you got to fear? People say, where do you send, Je- where do you send demons? Well, of course, the best place is just, you can say, wherever the Lord Jesus Christ wants them to go. You can't go wrong there. You know, you can send them to uh, dry places, but then they just go regroup and come back. I don't particularly recommend that. Jesus said they'll they'll go out to dry places and return seven times worse. He's really talking about a demon that comes out of a person who's not a Christian. But uh, you know what I do is I uh, I have the demons look at Jesus. Have Jesus tell them where to go. Demons will tell you. You bind them the truth on Judgment Day. Listen to some of the recordings. Sometimes the Lord Jesus Christ sends them to the pit. Sometimes he sends them to Tartarus, and then sometimes I take the initiative, and I'll send them one of those places, or you can even send them to the foot of Jesus to be judged for your time. Dr. Pat was right about that. Praise God for Dr. Pat. She's going to be doing a program, um, my understanding, every Thursday night, so wish her the best uh, doing the program with Eblet. Praise God. And, um, you know, so folks, we did, we got that authority. We don't have to be afraid of the, the enemy. Not if we're a Christian, we're covered with the blood of Jesus, and... You know, if we're in sin, we're we're repenting, okay? We're searching our heart daily. We're judging ourselves. So we don't have to be judged. And uh, we're in the Word of God. Do I hear an amen out there? So that's my answer. I, I send them wherever the Lord Jesus Christ wants them to go. And uh, many times he sends them to the pit or Tartarus. Praise God. Doesn't bother me. Those things need to roast. Barbecue down there. We had one demon tell us, yeah, you sent that one down there. He's barbecuing like a like a hot dog on a shish kebab. Praise God. Well, this is a live program, and uh, you know what? I still got some time remaining if anybody needs prayer. It's kind of a quiet night out there. 917-889-2745. Again, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Channel 1. I'll cup it. 8 p.m., Pastor James Mobley will be on from Called Out Assembly Church. And uh, at 11 o'clock p.m. on Channel 2, we're going to have Michael Boldea. Praise God for Brother Boldea, Hand of Help Ministries. That's Demetri Dudeman's grandson. Good friend of mine. I've known uh, M- known Michael for many years. He's a good brother. He's uh, He means what he says. He does what he says. Praise the Lord for the brother. Humble man of God. He's not in, living his best life now. He's in it. To be obedient servant to the Lord. He told me one time, he says, you know, you really got two options. You can be obedient servant or a rebellious child. What do you want to be? Amen? 
That's really the only choice, folks. We can be obedient or rebellious. And you know, God will. He chastises him whom he loves. He or she whom he loves. You don't want to get taken to the woodshed. No, I'm not the man. Jesus is the man. Jesus Christ is the man. Praise the Lord. He's the king of kings. I'm nobody. I'm just a uh, little small, small speck of dust. But praise God. We've got authority, don't we? Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got authority over all the works of the enemy. And praise the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got authority over all the works of the enemy. The keys to the kingdom. I know what they mean. One guy says we'll never know what they mean. I've used them. And I know many of you have too. Bind up the works of the enemy. Bind up the demons in Jesus' name. Loose the angels of God. Amen? And uh, I want to thank everybody that has supported Omega Man Radio. You know what? Anybody who has supported financially, has prayed for us, have partnered with us, any fruit that we get out of the result of this ministry, souls coming into the kingdom, people being delivered, set free of demons, people that are getting their lives changed, getting on track for the Lord, people have been healed, you've got a part of. One plants a seed, another waters, they both share in the harvest. That goes on your accounting record and mine too. Praise the Lord. Amen? And uh, so it's exciting. It's a great work to get involved in. Um, We are listener-supported. I have dabbled a little bit with running some commercials, and from time to time we uh, we do do some commercials. I want to thank uh, people that um, have come on board, but you know, pretty much, folks, it's you. You're the reason that we're here. I want to thank everybody who has uh, faithfully supported this program. I'll give you a status update right now. We have two channels on Blog Talk. I'm going to cancel American Voice Radio Network. We've been doing that for about six months. We were doing twice a day over there. Really good rate. I mean, really good rate. If it had worked, uh, we would continue. You know, um, we just couldn't get a gauge as to who was listening over on American Voice Radio. But I did enjoy our run over there. I was talking to uh, Rich Keltner today, and uh, he's going to look at helping us get back up on AVR. I mean, not AVR, but um, um, WWCR, shortwave. We want to do that. I also want to get on some broadcast stations. Now, I've been told that we can get on... AM, FM radio stations. You heard me right. I'm talking real deal AM, FM radio in different markets. Like an overnight bill, sort of like an art bill. And uh, you can get a time period over there as, you know, as little as probably $100 an hour. Of course, uh, you know that I can't get anything done in 30 minutes. So we need probably at least two hours. <laughs> so that's what we're hoping uh, for uh, some people to partner with us uh, as Finances come in. We're looking to uh, start reaching mass mass audiences out to people that don't know Christ, that are dying. And you know what? It can one program could impact a person's life, turn them around. You know, the word doesn't return void. So praise God. We're looking for some favor there. Be in prayer with us on that. Um, if all you're able to do is pray, then we need your prayers. You can certainly do that. Lift us up. Be an intercessor. Lift me up on the program. When you end the program, when you pray, pray for the people that are doing these shows. But that's what we want to do. That's my vision. My vision is to do live deliverance programs around the world on some major outlets, radio, TV, continue to do Internet. 
and uh, really impact some people. You know, we don't have the uh, the budget that a guy like Alex Jones has. You know, he can raise five hundred thousand dollars in three days with a money bomb. You know, he's got a million listeners. You know, God bless Alex Jones, but you know. That's good what he's doing, but uh, is he preaching the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he calling people to come to the cross? Are they casting out demons? Are they taking calls and praying for the sick? If not, then it's a waste of time in my book. I used to listen to those shows every day. And you know what? Folks, same, same old, same old message. The New World Order, the New World Order. I know the New World Order exists. I've been studying it since 1977. Age eight, my grandmother handed me a book called When Your Money Fails by Mary Stuart Ralphie. I know the players. I also can give you the executive summary. All these organizations point up to Satan, who wants to bring about a one-world order, and he's doing it because God is allowing it. It's going to have to happen. You know what? So what? We've got a job to do, folks. We've got a job to do. It's no surprise to God. You should have a, a cursory eye on what's going on, but remember, you've got to stay focused on what the what our calling is. It's called cast out demons in Jesus' name. It's called preach the gospel. It's called lay hands on the sick. It's to develop the gifts of the Spirit in your life. All these things we keep talking about, I'm just trying to drill them home. That's what we've been called to do. All this other stuff doesn't matter. I understand the Federal Reserve is printing fiat currency. You and I can't change that. Come on. The Tea Party didn't change anything. Ron Paul can't change anything. My litmus test is, are they preaching the Lord Jesus Christ and deliverance and miracle healing? If they're not doing that, it's a waste of time. Turn them off. And I would hope that Alex Jones, he, he claims to be a Christian, would, would realize that when he looks back at his life, if it didn't impact people to draw them closer to Christ, it was in vain. And am I just singling out Alex Jones? You know what I'm talking about, though. It is the truth. Come on. Come on. We've got a mission to do. The fields are white. The workers are few. There's people dying out there because no one will stand in the gap. Do I hear an amen out there? Do I hear an amen? You're going to have to type in your Amen. <laughs> in the chat room on a 60-second delay, I think. But praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? Um, that's what we're planning to do, and you're helping us to be able to do that. So, Father God, I just want to pray for everybody tuning in right now. I lift up all the listeners, and I just cover everybody that's tuning in with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I loose the angels of God to go out and surround everyone for their protection. I ask for a wall of fire, ring of fire, Zechariah 2 and 5, to circle the believers out there right now. Once again, we cover everybody and their family, their person probably with the blood of Jesus. Bind the strong man and everybody listening out, listening to the program out there right now. And if you're a believer, I bind the foul spirits in you. I command them to start coming out in Jesus' name. Come out and go to where the Lord Jesus wants you to go. All of you demons, come out right now. Come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Doubt, fear, unbelief, paranoia, fear of the future, fear of dying in an earthquake. Come out in Jesus' name. Fear of martial law. Come out in Jesus' name. Passivity, 
Double-mindedness. Come out in Jesus' name. Go to where Jesus wants you to go. Loose the Holy Spirit to go clear, fill in all the voids right now. In Jesus' name. If you're not a believer, I'm loose spirit of adoption to you right now. In Jesus' name. I'm asking, Father God, you let the Holy Spirit come and convict that person. Draw them to you. Let them know the lateness of the hour. In Jesus' name. And I bind and cage every foul spirit in that person. I marinate them in the blood of Jesus. And you foul spirits are going to remain bound and gagged till you come out in deliverance in Jesus Christ's name. And I'm asking God that you would bless the finances of the people out there. Everyone that is given to this ministry, I ask that you would return it to them a hundredfold. Open new doors of opportunity. Loose the angels of God to surround them, protect them. Again, open new doors for them, Father God, in Jesus' name. For those that have not been able to support while they're praying, God, I ask for the same blessing, that you would bless them, bless their finances, help those that are looking for a job to get a job. I'm agreeing with everyone out there that the lost loved ones would, be, would come in to the family of God in Jesus' name. Loose the spirit of adoption to anyone that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ right now. And we're asking God that you would order our steps in this last hour. And we thank you for everything you're doing, Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Unloose the ministering spirits of God in everyone listening right now. Power and love, sound mind, wisdom and knowledge, Ephesians 1.17. All the spirits of God, the good spirits in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father God, for this time we've had together tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we loose the spirit of salvation, adoption, deliverance, and to everyone's home out there, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Folks, if you would like to uh, email me, you can do so at omegamanradio at yahoo.com. If uh, you want prayer but we're not able to get into the phones, contact me. Give me your phone number. Time to call you. We'll call you, get back with you, pray with you, wherever you're at. Deliverance is free. We don't charge. Freely we have received, freely we give. Website, again, OmegaManRadio.com. We're up on Facebook also, Omega Man Radio. Easy enough. And um, I want to thank all our friends out there. Be sure and tune in tomorrow. Three shows, Al Cuppet, James Mobley, and Michael Boldea. Looking forward to that. Praise the Lord. Um, we've got one minute remaining. If you need prayer, you want to dial in now, 917-889-2745. I'm going into overtime here, and we'll get to your call. Let's go to the next caller. 916 area code, you're on the air. Shannon. Hey there. Brother Lars. Brother Lars, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, great, great. Just uh, I just got you uh, on the uh, Internet. Uh, I put my computer to get some repairs done. Anyway, long term, I got to finally get online with you. So I just want to say hi. Uh, just keep up the great work. And, God bless um, you, man. Did you bring uh, the instrument? Not the instrument, but I've got a word um, from yes, the sir. Lord. And it's from it's from the word, and that's that's what I'm finding right now is we got to come right from His word. And a couple of days ago, I, I read uh, the book of Psalms, Psalms 94, and I asked that our our Father would would uh, uh, do this prayer. And it's basically uh, it says, God of vengeance, Adonai, God of vengeance, appear, assert yourself as judge of the earth, pay back the proud as they deserve. And I just decreed that the Lord would would start um, executing that. And um, I just, I really feel my spirit um, um, that, you, you know, the time is is running short, but uh, but we still have today. And, and, that's a, and that's a great thing. And the Lord is doing a lot of things that are uh, incredible. And 
Um, my reading today, Shannon, was out of the book of Numbers. Uh, Numbers 25. And uh, if I could read it, uh, just hey, a, a few verses. Would be honored to. That's the word of God. Uh, Amen. And, and, and what the for Lord it, put in my spirit, Shannon, is that he says, look at my 11s. Like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, he's he's just asking you know for me to find his elevens. So what I found in in Numbers twenty five, starting in verse seven, it says, when Pincus the son of Eleazar the son of Aaron the priest saw saw it, he got up from the middle of the crowd, took a spear in his hand, and pursued a man, pursued a man from Israel right into the inner part of the tent, where he thrust his spear through both of them the man from Israel, and the woman through her stomach. Thus was the plague among the people of Israel stopped. Nevertheless, 24,000 died in the plague. Verse 10, Yahweh said to Moses, Pincus, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aram, the priest, has deflected my anger from the people of Israel by being as zealous as I am, so that I did not destroy them in my own zeal. Therefore, I, I say, I am given him my covenant of shalom, or covenant of peace, making a covenant with him and his descendants after him, that the office of Cohen priest will be theirs forever. This is because he was zealous on behalf of his God and made atonement for the people of Israel. And what I know that you're doing, and I've I've been just, you know, I've learned so much in the last probably six weeks, eight weeks, listening to you guys when I can on my computer, um, and just the uh, hearing the people after they get delivered, and uh, the manifestations that I've been seeing um, have been uh, increasing over the last probably two weeks. And I thank you know the Lord for your ministry because it's helped me see better in the spirit realm. And I think it was three weeks ago, two weeks ago, you mentioned about a demon that manifested that was called the frog spirit? Yes. Oh, yes. You ran into the frog, didn't you? I did. Tell us I about ran that. In, this was, uh, I was up in the uh, area, uh, just, I live in the northern, northern California, California, and I took a road trip up to the snow, and on the way back, I was stopping off in one of the little towns, and there was uh, a, a place called the Gothic Antique Shop. And when I walked in, um, my first, Gothic I, mean, I was in, looking, uh, you mean you're talking about the, the groups that call themselves the Goths with the, the face paint and they all dress in black, kind of medieval? This was very just, it was like going into a, a den of hell. It was supposed wow. to be an antique shop. But everything that was antique was was Satanist. Oh, my goodness. And and it reminded me, I said, that I, I said to the lady as she came out, and she was a witch, I said, this the last time I was in a place like this was in New Orleans in a voodoo lounge. And she sat down, and as I walked over to the uh, counter, I started mentioning about all the things that are going on in the world right now. And I said, "What did you? What do you think is going? You know, what do you think is going on?" And she picked up this frog, which I thought was a toad. It was about the size of a, um, you know, maybe uh, an iPhone or something that would be a phone, but it was a frog. And she was just kind of—it was like a, a little statue—and she was rubbing it. And I said, "Is that a toad?" And she says, "No, it's a frog. Are you afraid of it?" And I said, "No, it's afraid of me." <laughs> and uh, I just, I started, I started remembering what you had mentioned a few days ago on your webpage about the demon spirit 
that said his name was Frog. And I just said, uh, you know, well, uh, Yahweh is shaking the heavens and this earth, and what shall be shaken will be shaken. And she says, oh, God. And I said, yeah, Jesus is my God. And I left, and I knew that this was going into some deep, deep, deep dark, because when I left, I called a few people, got into prayer, and I knew I could feel the <laughs> principalities in that region were not happy, but that's too bad. Praise Jesus what I Christ. Got, <laughs> what I got was revelation, where it talks about the frog out of Revelation. Yes. Um, 16. And it says in verse 12, And the sixth one poured out his bowl on the great rivers Euphrates, and its waters dried up in order to prepare the way for the kings from the east. And I saw three unclean spirits that looked like frogs. They came out from the mouth of the dragon, from the mouth of the beast, and from the mouth of the false prophet. They are miracle-working demonic spirits which go out to the kings of the whole inhabitants' world to assemble them for the war of the great day of Adonai, Yahweh. We're in it. <laughs> we are yes, in sir. it. And it's, uh, it's time to stay in the word. It's time to allow, um, I think it's in the book of Romans, the, it says that all creation eagerly awaits for the manifestations for the sons of thunder, the sons of light, the sons of God. And uh, my friend, I know you're one of them. So uh, just keep up that... Uh, that. Well, brother, I'm among good company. Yourself and many others that uh, are tuning in out there and that are awake and you know want to, want to be alert so they're not caught off guard. And, man, what praise God. Uh, this has been pretty par for the course for you. You've been going into some areas around the globe and um, blowing the shofar, witnessing to people. And what are you seeing? You're seeing... Masses of lost people everywhere you go, aren't they? That need the Lord it, Jesus it, Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach. Uh, amen. And, and you know, I had a dream uh, a week ago uh, today, and this dream um, uh, was so uh, real from the Lord. And basically, it was uh, I was in a uh, like a coffee shop with maybe fifteen, twenty people, and I stood up and I started speaking the word because that's what I do every day. I, I read the word at the coffee shop. And these demons started manifesting, and I just told them to sit down and shut up in Jesus Christ's name. And then I said, if you do not, if you guys do not change from your wicked ways, you're going to burn in hell. And I woke up and I was crying, I was sobbing, and um, and I knew in my spirit that that um, this was from the Lord, because the times are. I'm just seeing it. I'm asking people, hey, you know, what do you see on the land? And just it's all, you know, it's all about new age. It's about uh, you know, the plates of the, the earth-shaking, scientific, but it's not much about God. And God is, is very angry. He, you know, he is, uh, he's doing, in his anger, he's doing a great, and Father, thank you. You're doing a great work. It's a beautiful thing. And I know maybe to some people they can't understand that, but when you understand the word of God, and, and trust me, I'm a work in progress, but I am, I am understanding. And, where I live. I, I spoke with two Afghanistan, uh, from Kabul, Afghanistan today, two Muslim young men. They were probably 18, 19 years old, riding their, riding their bikes. And I said, uh, salam, and they kind of looked back at me, and I was able to move, move my car up ahead of them and talk to them for about five minutes about the Lord, gave them two witnessing tracks, and these were two young guys that just came from Kabul, Afghanistan. And then 10 minutes later, I ran into them at the market. 
Wow. So I talked to the one guy, and uh, I blew the shofar for Kabul. <laughs> and uh, he, 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 kept, he kept saying, why, why do you say hallelujah? I said, man, because it's, it's just praising. I said, when, when you say Yahweh, I said, you say Allah, right? He said, I said, say Yahweh. And he said, Yahweh. I said, when you say hallelujah, that's praising Yah, I am. Amen. And I know that God is going to put that in his spirit. So um, I could see the, the spirit of paranoia on him. I could see, you know, I could see some manifestations. But, uh, but I just let the Lord just, you know, knock on his door and uh, just let him know that he loved him. Amen. He loves him too, folks. And um, you know Amen. what? You planted a seed there, brother. Amen. What, did you get their names by chance? You know, I did not. I, I, I'm sure I'll run into it again because that's what, and you know how this walk is. Uh, um, <laughs> it is usually with, within a 24-hour period uh, or even within five or ten minutes now where I'll, I'll get a word, I'll, I'll, I'll hand a track out, and I'll run into that person again. So um, I just know there's a lot of divine order, and that's what the Amen. Lord put in my heart. We are in divine order, and we're in divine judgment. Amen. Well, brother, that's, a, that's so, an awesome testimony. And I, and, uh, uh, I'm in agreement with you right now, Father God, that you would just we bind and cage the foul spirits, and that witch in the Gothic shop, and in the yeah, Lord, pool, and we loose the spirit of adoption to them right now, and we bind and cage every foul spirit operating them. We command them to be bound and gagged, and not manifest till they come out in deliverance in Jesus' name. We ask God that you would open their eyes, send the Ruach Hakodesh, the Holy Spirit, right now, to open their eyes in Jesus Christ's name. We pray and draw them yeah, to you. Lord. Amen. Amen, amen. And Father, that the, the card that I planted at that Gothic place, I planted it on a table, and it's, it has a picture of a lion, the Lion of Judah. And I would ask that if she hasn't found it, that she would find it, and that, that she would uh, come out of that dark place. She'd be used for your glory. Amen. amen. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you have a witnessing card. It's the with the Lion of Judah on it. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Amen, amen. Hey, I'm Please, gonna I'm gonna blow the, blow the shofar here, and then uh, amen. We just everybody that's out there, and and uh, all the uh, ministers that do work for you. I even though maybe they're not on the airs, but I just ask that Father, you would touch them right now, Father God, and just continue to prepare prepare us for for just uh, the great harvest. Um. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Yahweh. That's awesome, brother. Yeah, he's uh he's uh, it's all done by the Holy Spirit, man. That's one thing that uh and, and I'm having fun, Shannon. That's the main thing. I'm having fun seeing even even you know, going in these Gotha shops, I know it's but we've gotta go in these places, man. Amen. People that people need to step out, man, and, and get into you know, I was at a church service uh two days ago. And um, it was a night. It was a second week, and it was nice. It was kind of the typical because I do a lot of uh, different places because the Lord took me out about 2006 to go. And uh, there's uh, one of the youth pastors, and he works at one of the coffee shops. And the Lord put in my spirit, next time you see him, ask him, have you ever cast out a devil? I ran into him today. First guy that I see at the coffee shop, he's coming out. And I just asked him, I said, hey, uh, have you ever cast out a, a devil? And he goes, no, nah, I haven't. I said, I know 
That's what God wants you. He wants you to step to that next level. I mean, pastoring is a good thing, but uh, we're called to do greater things. And uh, just keep up the great work, Shannon. That's all I can say, man. You, you've inspired me, and that, that's how this works. And I know that me and all the people that you know call in, we all inspire each other because we all have a Amen. testimony. We've all, we, you know, we all, we've all gone through pain. You know, not one of one of ours is better than the others. They're all great. The greatest testimony is, is Yeshua's, you know, and uh, but yeah. he said we would do greater things. And and to try to think, comprehend that, but I'm kind of getting a, a grasp of it because I believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. You're right. You believe it, and you're going to see it according to, according to our faith. It's all available to us. It's Amen. been sitting there for 2,000 years, folks. We've got it in our hands. It's in the Word of God. There's power in that word, and it's 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 in effect today because God doesn't change. Same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, forever. Praise the Lord for you, brother. God bless you for calling in. Keep Amen. me uh, updated on what's going on. You call in any time. Okay, my friend. Love you guys. Love you, brother. God bless you. Peace. That was Brother Lars out there, folks. Check him out on uh, Facebook. And uh, great brother. I love that show for Praise the Lord. That's an awesome testimony. If any of you out there... Uh, have testimonies, call in. We'd love to hear from you. And um, at that, folks, I want to thank everybody that tuned in tonight. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow night, 7 p.m., Al Cuppet, 8 p.m., James Mobley, and Channel 2, 11 p.m., uh, Michael Boldea. Also, these shows will be up on the MP3 within about uh, 15, 20 minutes. May the Lord bless everyone out there. God bless you tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow.